A warm welcome to all you listeners who've just tuned in. You're listening to the sizzling sounds of Lego City Radio. And let me tell you that the forecast for today is hot, hot, hot. Hello, welcome back to CORE, everybody. It's August 11th, 2022, and this is CORE. We're talking video games, industry stuff, and more. Thanks for hanging out with us. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. Before we do anything, I'd like to share the sound Bo made when he had a fail earlier in a game he was playing. (laughs) I had Uh, a fail, eh? (laughs) Yeah, and it's amazing. So I captured it. Uh, Here's the sound of that. I knew this was coming. Oh! There you go. (laughs) He just went... Oh, <laughs> you'll explain later, right? Because you're going to tell us about that game and yeah, what happened. it relates to a game I played. But we can whip out that sound and play it a hundred times. If yeah, you like. why the hell not? Uh, anyway, we got that oh, and so much more. Sounds. What was that stuff at the top of the show? That, that what's the game is that from? Oh, uh, which one? The music I was playing or which? Well, uh, no, your 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 stinger. The, at the Lego top. The Lego, Lego City, oh, everyone. I'll tell you when I when we talk about games because one of the games oh, I I played Mr. on my um, on my Steam Deck that I, I couldn't believe even existed. Did you guys know they made a Lego game that plays like a GTA game? Did you even know that was a thing? No, no, you didn't. Well, well. Because neither did like I. How much like GTA is? It? Well, think think Can of a I much more math? a much more wholesome. <laughs> not you know you can't kill hookers or, and stuff. And you're also a cop, so you play. You're on the other side of the law in this thing, but it plays Damn. out just like GTA. And the game is called Lego City Undercover. I'd never even heard of it. it came out in 2017. That game is great. So it's GTA <laughs> for the kiddies. Yeah, <laughs> like we can't do anything wrong. Everything's got to be moral. So you're a cop. Yeah, you're and a cop. You're, you're Solving crime, yeah. But right, still, I'm looking forward to hearing about it. This by sounds driving your car down the sidewalk <laughs> as fast as you it's can. It's really weird. Uh, we'll get to that though, and all the details coming up. But first, this. It's time for our headlines of the week. Uh, if, if you haven't seen it, the animation my daughter did uh, around uh, John's uh, tongue twister talents. I don't know how else to describe it. Uh, it's been making the rounds and been having a lot of fun showing that to people. If you haven't oh, seen yeah. it, I thought it might be fun real quick. It's only a minute, 20 seconds. Um, I will show it to people on on the thing here. Okay. So Heck that's yeah, what we're going to do. Good. It's amazing. Um, it'll be so you chat chat room. You guys will see it. Everybody at home. I suggest you seek it out. It's up on our YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash Scott Johnson. If you want to see it in full glory, but she animated an exchange we had here on the show. Um, I'm hoping she'll do more because the response has been like out of control. Um, everybody really I've wants more. I've never had more. a tweet more viral. Well, it's not my tweet, but you know, like just, yeah, I've never had my mentions blow up to the extent uh, this one did. People really liked it. It's pretty crazy. I don't crazy. know where her interest is, but the, the follow-up that I see the most requested is Bo pooping in a lake. Yeah. The poop in the lake one is the one I would like to see. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna, I don't want Carter to draw that. <laughs> I went. Well, she'll do it tastefully. Yeah, it's she'll not, do it like, tastefully. If she wants to do it, she can do it, but it's not my first choice. <laughs> but I, yeah. I give permission and blessing if if it's you know. Yeah, fair if enough. It means get, promoting our show, then fine. The Drawing good the good news is uh, we're already tracking down the audio, and we're 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 trying to get it done. But we'll see. Anyway, this is it. I'll just play this real quick. 
some of many of you have seen it, uh, so uh, apologies if you've seen this a million times. You can skip ahead, and everyone at home, you'll hear the conversation, which is also good. So enjoy. I'm pretty good at separating that stuff. That's why I'm so good at tongue twisters. You give us an example. What do you got there? Show us. I don't know what brain, what tongue twister do you want? Um, is there a famous one we could do? Uh, red leather, yellow leather is a pretty popular one. Okay, right? do that one. Do that. Red leather, yellow leather, 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 red leather, yellow leather. Holy shit. It's no big deal. Yeah, but. Another hard one is ski slope. A lot of people have a hard time with that. You just go ski slope, ski slope, ski slope, ski slope, ski slope, ski slope, ski slope. Let me try it. Ski slope, ski slope, ski slope, ski ski. How many is the minimum? How many could you have to do? I think you got to do five. Everybody says like five times fast. Okay, here we go. Ski slope. Wait, what is it? Ski slope. Ski slope, ski slope, ski slope, ski slope, ski slope. Shit! Hey, Bo, how fast can you say ski slope in a row? Like five times in a row. Ski slope, ski slope, ski slope, ski slope, ski slope. <laughs> <laughs> you and I are the same. John can do it with no problem. Oh, that he's always got a lot of room for his tongue in his mouth, I guess. Oh, rubber nice. baby buggy bumpers, rubber baby buggy bumpers, rubber, rubber baby, baby buggy bumpy bumpers, bumper. rubber baby buggy bumpers, rubber baby buggy bumpers. That is a really that's cool it. talent. It's for real. All right, there you go. That's the entire that was, That's that was brilliant. It it's was so good. good. It really is good. And look, I realize I'm her dad. I'm going to be biased and be extra thrilled, but I'm actually actually kind of blown away by it. Like that's how good I think it is. And we I need hope some she creators out, some people to make some gifts of some of that out there. I, there's some good gifts. Oh yeah. Uh, and Scott, you need to clip the part where John says it's no big. Deal. Oh, I did. <laughs> that, that is like that is like the most meme worthy thing to come out of that. Just the, just the. With the, I don't. He wasn't looking the way Carter drew him, mm-hmm. but no. the way Carter drew him really amplifies how it's it no sounds deal. like he's. A, it's no big deal. Yeah, it's just it's a, no big deal. It's, yeah. it's, it's a beautiful. That should be a gif as well, like or a uh, video. Yeah, Please I definitely clipped that out and sent a copy of it to her. I think I sent it to John as well. I think I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's awesome, it's and I just I love that the content inspired it. Shout out to Jamie who does the mashups. He also helped with this. He went and got the original audio, tracked it down for us, uh, gave it to us in a chunk we could work with, and then she built it from there. And uh, anyway, it was it was pretty rad. Oh, so you lied to Patrick? Uh, yeah, Patrick. Uh, Patrick was like. There's no way this was edited, right? You were like, no, we're just that good, baby. Yeah, we're just that good, Patrick. <laughs> well, technically, we didn't edit it. We just excised it you clean you clean up maybe some dead air or something like that yeah i think when i yelled shit there was more between that and when i asked you to do it i think that's what was going on because you got there it's okay if it's a little edited it's mostly unedited yeah but that was most that was mostly an opportunity to give patrick shit which i always look forward to yeah (laughs) but um uh the other thing you can i can tell carter is related to you why is that in the beginning of the animation like John misspoke and said brain <laughs> just randomly. And she drew, draws a, a little second where she tries the brain and then yeah. that's it. It's just flat. And I'm like, that, that's a, Oh yeah. Like, that's something, her, that's something her old man would fixate on. Right. Everyone's like, Oh, I misspoke, whatever. And you're just like brain. Yeah. Totally. The brain. You're not wrong. Let's see. If right in the beginning, John's like, uh, what do you want me to brain? I mean, do yeah. Right there. And it is on, on screen. It does. He, cause he does say, he starts to say a say thing. Brain teasers yeah. is what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't. <laughs> but still, it was like uh, she still, didn't. Still, it just sounds weird. What do you want me to brain? Yeah. She didn't yeah. have to, you know, that's hard work. She didn't have to do it, but she did the brain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's, she is, she does catch weird things and tends to. 
She picked up those little details. Doesn't like me, I guess. But anyway, every time I watch it, I just always, I always notice that it jumps out. I think it's yeah. jumping out to everyone. But yeah. little details: the brain, the cow. A lot of people talking oh, yeah, the about cow. having to, wanting to see the cow. Yeah, that's hidden. There. Uh, by the way, um, f- uh, you know my friend Crofton Steers. Yeah, and uh, my other friend Michael Hodgins that I talk about, the Bob Sacramentos of the show. Yeah, uh, they they very much appreciated that they drew me falling off the ski <laughs> thing right away. <laughs> That's kind of my yeah. story in real life too. Real life story. <laughs> I'm not really good at the winter sports. That's pretty much they were like laughing in recognition because it's like, oh yeah, it's, it's like, about right. That's, what <laughs> that, that's about right. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> skiing as well. And me getting chased by a bear is pretty dead on. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's how things the, go. That's the gift. Wait, that's the that, winning gift. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, she did great, and if she, she, I know she's not listening tonight, but uh, I'm really glad she did it. I'm glad the show inspires such creativity. Hopefully. More will happen. All right, let's get to. Uh, hey, when's the last time you had some really good console war stuff? I should I should have a theme for this. Hold on a second. Uh, how about this? Let's go. Um, oh, I, I don't have anything ready. I had a a good one that was lined up a while ago. I'll just play this uh, thing about pubes. Pube. All right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's taken from an audiobook. Anyway. Um, Corporate console wars got a little bigger. Microsoft is now accusing Sony of paying block fees, in quotes, that's what they're calling it, is block fees, to devs to keep games off Game Pass. So if uh, if they, so, so Microsoft's method is to go to a dev and say, hey, would you like to be on Game Pass? Here's how it works. Here's the contract. Here's what we do. Oh, yeah, we'd love that. That sounds awesome. What Sony has been doing, according to Microsoft, is going to devs who aren't currently signed and saying, hey, we'll pay you a bunch of money not to go to Game Pass. That's it. That just means it doesn't mean, oh, you're exclusive to Plus or you're going to come over here. We're going to be playing none of those deals. Just we don't want you on Game Pass. So here's some money to stay off of there. And well, yeah, it is the case. We do. We do need a little more information. So this is coming out of Brazil. Yeah. uh, First of all. So there are there are degrees of translation involved um, and. It is something that if it turns out to be true in a really bad way, could be really bad. If it turns out to be true in a eh, that kind of makes sense way, it's probably nothing's going to come of it. But, um, you know, it could be language within their own contract saying like, hey, you know, we're going to we're going to give you this much money as part of giving you that money. It means you cannot put your games on other platforms uh, or if you want to be a part of this streaming service, you can't be on other streaming services. That would include Game Pass. The problem is we just don't know exactly what they are talking about. And because it's a translation on top of, you know, only having so much information, mm-hmm. it could ultimately be nothing. Could be a nothing. But yeah, that's true. It's enough that it's getting brought up in court. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, it's not a big Microsoft Sony epic legal battle. It's just a, hey, we're going to look and see if Sony did this because this is not a good business practice sort of deal hmm. and find out the truth behind it. So this will be something that will evolve over time. We'll find out more. But uh, the ever looming, like you're really starting to get a sense of the fear behind the uh Activision merger oh, or yeah. buyout yeah. because we are finally starting to see the real dirt going on behind the scenes. Cause as we said earlier on social media, it's just congratulations, Sony, another great year of game and high fives. And they're all nice to each other. 
Now we're starting to see the other side. What's going on in the boardroom? And it's uh, it's down and dirty. Yeah. And uh, it's good. It's go time. I like it, too. It's just fun to watch. But uh, Sony, they, they claim in this document, they unearthed this document, translated it from Portuguese to English. It says, Sony pays, this is the direct quote, Sony pays for blocking rights to prevent developers from adding content to Game Pass and other competing subscription services. They don't detail what those other subscription services are, though. But I think that's interesting. Um, I would assume it's maybe some mobile stuff like both Apple, Google, and now Netflix all have um, subscription-based game content. And some of those are exclusives because they sign them to be exclusives. In Apple's case, they all are for whatever period of time they're set for. So they're timed exclusives for the most part. Um, They may be talking about that. So Sony's doing that kind of across the board and it's affecting everybody's little thing i think that that could be bad for them i don't know if it would be seen as uh, a legal battle of of anti-competitive behavior I, I actually don't know i don't know enough about that stuff and i know we have some lawyer listeners they'll pipe in and tell us but would this be considered anti-competitive in the law sense i don't mean in the obvious sense because it is anti-competitive but i mean is this against laws is it against rules i, I don't I know it probably depends a bit on context like what are they doing like are yeah. are are companies entering a contract with Sony for streaming of their products? In other words, so Sony just did their new online rollout, the PlayStation Plus Extra. Junior Extra Rollout.com Extra Bonus Plus. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and we, we know what that entails for their games, mm-hmm. Sony's internal games. But what about like a third party person? You know, like what about the newest Assassin's Creed? Right. Right. You know, that's something that gets kind of handed around all the streaming platforms. You can play it all over the place, all of that. Uh, so what if Sony says, hey, we want you to be a part of, you know, PlayStation Plus Extra. You're going to be a, a incentive for, you know, for our people this this month. And uh, part of that contract to agree to put your game on PlayStation Plus Extra is, oh, and by the way, it can't be on any other streaming. Well, that's totally fine because those those already exist as agreements. Microsoft has tons of those. Uh, Like I said, um, Apple does that with Apple Arcade. Like those are those are normal contracts. If they were doing that, no problem. But it sounds like what they're doing is saying. Uh, there's no deal here just to stay off of there. So here's some hush money. <laughs> here's some money to stay away. We just don't know yet. Like, that's the thing we got to find out. We're not but, sure like, which of those it is. Yeah. Exclusive exclusivity is like not new. No. Like, I, are they giving this to companies that don't have any business with Sony already? Well, in theory, yeah, they're, they're just companies that Sony doesn't want to make a deal with Microsoft so they're not they're not getting exclusives for themselves. That's the really key p- important point point here is part of this is you know, I, when I first heard this I went, "Oh, well they're just buying exclusives. That makes sense." But that's not what they're doing. Microsoft's buying exclusives. What they're doing is saying, "Don't go to Microsoft." So here's money to not do that. But that's it. <laughs> yeah, but that, I just I feel like that that couldn't be the case. It's like you're you're giving money and not getting anything out of it. Well, you're getting like, you're getting. Like, uh, why wouldn't you be like, well, don't go to Microsoft, and we'll have you on our content pass, and we'll have your game. Like, like why would you just go to to a developer and be like, don't put your game on Game Pass? Goodbye. I think like, it's, you'd have a relationship, and then exclusivity is already a thing, so that seems fair or like fair as 
I understand the gaming space right now. You it's kind of I mean? like it's like mobster protection money is what it reminds me of. And I'm not look. I'm not. I'm not ready to throw Sony totally under the bus yet because I don't think we have enough details. I don't think so because they're not going to hurt the people. Like all they're they're just offering money. It's you know what I mean. Like there's no consequence if you don't pay the protection money, right? Yeah. Well, no, that's true. But in this case, if they're doing this without the other part, and again, I don't know the legalities here, but I'm pretty sure that that would be seen as anti competitive law breaking in various parts of the world US UK EU I, guess. I, don't, I just know don't know about see South the difference America. I just think they do it already anyways like you can only get Final Fantasy 14 remake on you know PlayStation for a year I'm like it's the same like that they're blocking it from being other places by being exclusive so I, I'm I'm struggle to see like obviously maybe it's very technical why this is a reason to be concerned but you know, as an end user, I'm like, well, yeah, it's, that's that's why we've been lampooning Sony. Like, you know, they're they don't have a pass. They're not trying to be open on their yeah. PC in a box with their late with their logo on it. You know what I mean? Like, so to me, the whole exclusivity thing should be like, I guess if they're going to get taken to task for telling people to not go for Game Pass, then exclusivity for consoles should also be abolished as well. It's well, the same thing in my mind. I mean, it kind of is, except the devs in that case. Um, hmm, that's an interesting question. See, that's why I want to know the legalities of it, because you might be right. Yeah. Maybe it's no different. Maybe there's. I mean, I just don't no understand. Difference. Like, so, like, it's okay to be like, your game is only going to be on PlayStation. Yeah. Here's some development money. Here's some money to, to entice you for that. Yeah. But if I'm just like, yo, Naughty Dog, just in case you were thinking about putting the game on Game Pass, here's ten million. Like, what's the difference? Because that's, you know, the Nutty Dog's on the Sony environment. Like, who's getting the money, right? Like, is it, is it like mobile? Like, is it Garena Free Fire? Is that not on anything? Especially because it's Brazil and I know Latin America, that game is like huge, huger right. than any NA game. Yeah. Um, is it got something to do with a big IP in the, La- in the La- uh, South American gaming space? I don't know. Um, and so they're with neither. I still think it's okay to go to a company and, and you know pay to squat or pay to defer or something. I I don't. I know there's a whole anti-competitive aspect to it from a regulatory perspective, so they may in fact be offside. But it's like not surprising to me, mm. especially for the, the Sony side because the Sony they're losing. So yeah, they're doing the, they're doing like Netflix. They're they're people on a plane losing their minds. Phil <laughs> so Spencer's just out here shopping at Cinnabon, dodging ninjas. You know, so like yeah. It's yeah. In the meantime, Does that make sense? yeah. No, I, sense? I agree with you. I actually don't know. Like that's that's my. I guess that's my question because you may be right on a technical uh, standpoint. In some countries or some uh, geographical regions, they're going to get in trouble for something like this. But then again, if you're going to give ten million to not go to a competitor, or ten million to not go to a competitor and come to us and be exclusive, what is the difference? I mean, yeah. I, if I that was might the be why it's happening in Brazil, too. You're right. Like, right. Like the the regionality of it, too, is interesting. But I, again, it's going to be something. It's a it's a catchy headline. It's a fun talking piece. But we literally don't know almost anything about it. Yeah, we we know that Microsoft included wording um, in, in a document claiming that uh, their ability to expand Game Pass was being hampered by Sony paying blocking rights to prevent developers. Yeah. Like that's, that's it. Know. 
That's a hundred percent of what we know. We don't know if it was because Microsoft wanted them to be able to stream on multiple platforms, but Sony's agreements say, if you stream on ours, you don't stream on anybody else's, which I think most of us would agree. If the company signs that that's their right and decision to do. Like, I don't think that that's particularly nefarious happens in Um, movies, right? You get exclusivity on a Netflix or something, right? Right. But if, but if it is something where Sony's literally just going to game developers and going, Hey, uh, here's some cash. Don't put anything on Microsoft. Well, maybe that's a little, maybe that's a little seedier, but we don't know which of those it is. We just know that Microsoft thinks it's a problem, uh, but they've been throwing some pettiness back and forth in, you know, in court already, because Sony said that if Microsoft gets Call of Duty, they they have a monopoly on first person shooters, basically, yeah. is what they said. I, yeah. And that's not true. They literally no. just bought a company that makes a first person shooter. I don't it's think that claim, well, that claim true. will not hold up in court. I don't care how far it goes. There's no way the claim that they have a monopoly on first person shooters holds up. No way. <laughs> no. Now, if you're going to say they have a monopoly on currently the world's most popular first person shooter, Call of Duty, well, then, yes. But that's not the same as saying they have mo- monopoly on first-person shooters. There's plenty of them, including one you own, Sony. You just bought it with freaking Bungie, a big one. Yeah, I just, I just I think what what they're going to ask for is not based on some technicality like that. It's going to be that it's an anti-competitive practice because one company is getting the lion's share of the revenue. Mm. So it doesn't matter whether it's a shooter or whatever it is. It's just the hose is split evenly and the hose is going to be split very unevenly is yeah. Sony's point of view. As a third party. In the game, gaming space. Yes. Doesn't yeah. Sony do other stuff, though? And aren't they owned by a parent company? Like, no, so, I, Sony's I not owned by Sony anybody. Being smaller, but I'm like, they're not the Japanese owned. companies are, are very like Byzantine. I, th- I, I sure. Thought, but they're but they're not they're not owned by anybody. They're Sony parent, but they do other stuff. They have their TV and, you know, their movie division and all their other schmoo. They got tons of stuff going on, but they're not Microsoft level stuff. You're talking what's Microsoft's market Somebody cap? Somebody put it in the chat. Two trillion versus one hundred and fifty billion as far as market. Yeah, cap. that's like that's like me. It's like my net worth compared to Tom Cruise's net worth. Like it, yeah. it's just not it's not even in the same ballpark. I mean, I'd love a hundred billion, but if you're comparing the two, two trillion, <laughs> that, yeah. that's uh, how many Sonys is that? I can't even do the math. Well, like, because I even just looking at the Wikipedia, like, who's the parent company? Like, Sony Entertainment is owned by Sony Corporation of America, which is owned by Sony Group Corporation. So there's three Sonys. Yeah, right it's there. all Sony. Um, so it's like, yeah, are we? You know, because we're including everything under the Microsoft thing, and then I'm like. You know, the operating income of Sony uh, Group Corporation is listed as being one billion or eight point seven eight billion. I, I, I'm like, that doesn't sound. They make it sound small by talking about the market caps or whatever number it is they throw it. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think this is a sticky spider web of associations. I don't think it's as simple as, as all this. No. So, no. you know, I think they're just I think. I think what it is, what happens is people start, heads start rolling, people start getting vindictive. This isn't about like Sony hurting as much as the people who work at Sony are at risk of losing their jobs or, or having, you know, Sega went away, right? Yeah. Sony could go away. Like the PlayStation could go away. And those, those folks are probably going to try and fight hard. Having things take time 
to be realized. Like this whole Zuckerberg metaverse could actually turn out to be a good long-term investment. Phil Spencer and the Game Pass thing, like we were laughing at Xbox during the Xbox One period, but they were already sort of laying the groundwork for this stuff. This is the fruition of a long work cycle. It's a long time. And PlayStation yeah. is so far behind, it's laughable. And um, I, th- you know, they're they could be making desperate moves. I just think if I'm Xbox and I hear that the competitor, the chief competitor, mm-hmm. is paying people not to play with me and not getting anything else out of it, I'm like. That's great, man. Like, let's go, let's go have a party. Like, why would I stop them? I'm like, yeah, throw your money away. Get nothing of value out of it. GG, Sony. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like, you're really only talking about the Game Pass anyway. They're still going to put their the, – whoever that third party is you paid your money to is still – the plan is they're still going to make games for Microsoft. They're just not going to put they, it on Game Pass. To, even if they don't get Activision Blizzard – there's going to be lots of games for oh, them to get. Sure. Lots of indie developers looking for opportunities. They can start new studios if they really wanted to. Yeah. Like uh, th- this is the whole David and Goliath of this is that Xbox is way ahead because they won big on their bet. Yeah, and, and they've got pockets deeper than anyone even even they yeah. even they realize. Yeah. Just they could go on forever. Like it, like, that's why the ABK thing. Like they have to do this, but also it's like laughable. Like yeah, sure. Blizzard, the big console developer. <laughs> Blizzard's a mobile developer. Like, you know, it's not like uh, just uh, JK hit their P, their PC, but you know, they're not known for their presence on console anyway. I guess there's the Call of Duty thing. I keep forgetting about it, but yeah, you know, I, I it's. I think in a lot of these articles, a lot of stuff I read is is that it's actually a loss for Microsoft not to sell Call of Duty on PlayStation. Because there's too much risk involved in assuming everyone who buys a Call of Duty will just happily migrate to the Xbox platform. Yeah. So they never do it. I don't think they will either. That's the other funny thing is even though they've clarified and said, well, we're, we're, we're contracted to put so many Call of Duties out. It's like the next two or whatever it is. Um, and they won't say beyond that. But I, I actually agree with you. I think that they'll probably continue to. And why wouldn't they? There's a lot of money to be made. Go for it. I think they just don't want to commit to it. Right. I just think they don't want to have a verbal quote unquote commitment to players, to, you know, people who could potentially buy consoles that, oh yeah, it's going to be multi-platform. I think in a perfect scenario for Microsoft, the thing that, that they would prefer is by the time the third Call of Duty that they're required to put out on all platforms comes out, there's another console generation or so coming up, and they haven't said yet whether or not it's going to be available on multiple platforms and let people pre-order based on the assumption that it's not and then put it out on both anyway. Yeah. Like, that would be the, like, dark evil business doing business uh, way to handle it, but that's... I'm. Why lock yourself in to a promise? I agree. That you don't know. Why, why well, would knows? they? Why would they? That's stupid to expect them to. Like, At try to lock them in. That's three years away. And I don't want to make plans for next week. No. Let alone three years. I don't blame anybody for going. Those you know what? Let's not happen. lock down. Hmm. Let's lock those, it down. Those mishaps happen, though. I mean, Blizzard shot itself in the foot when it agreed to exclusively stream Heroes of the Storm on Facebook. Yeah. Right, all the, yeah. like part part of the poor decision making behind that, which it's funny because we didn't really talk about it, but Bobby Kotick was, I guess, dating somebody at Facebook yeah. around oh, the time yeah. that the Heroes thing happened. So basically, because of his relationship, Heroes esports took a hit. 
<laughs> Please tell me that isn't true. That's Is that true. true? I don't. I mean, I don't know if that's what happened, but the timing lines up with when he had this uh, relationship that ended badly, by the way. Yeah, I heard. Uh, with a Facebook exec and the push to move. You know, like, have you heard the story about how to- the Tony Hawk remake came up or something like that? Like, he was talking to a masseuse or something? Yeah. Like, I like the Tony Hawk game. He's like, oh, I should remake that. So probably he's dating, like, the narr- from that interview, I extrapolated fiction, we'll say. <laughs> but that he's like, you know, he's hanging out with his babe from Facebook. And she's like, you know, you're a big company. Why don't we have video at Facebook? And he's like, it's a good idea. We got this shit game, Heroes of the Storm. Why don't we put yeah. that on there? Yeah. Bastard. It's, I, I actually kind of agree with you. Yeah, I still think. There you go. That was the perfect use of the tinfoil yeah. hat. I, you know, it's tinfoil hat, there's but a lot of I'm not wrong about this. There's a I lot am of not evidence. wrong about this. Mainly because I saw Heroes on Facebook. And I, I'm tr- I don't – I love the developers and I want to respect them and trash a company without insulting the developers. I've met the developers at Blizzard, at BlizzCon. Yeah. I would put money that nobody in the know there said, you know, it would be a good idea. Let's put our heroes no. on Facebook. Like, I am so confident that had to be the biggest tool in the drawer. <laughs> the biggest tool made that decision. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. can't think of a bigger tool in that pile of people than the Bobby Kodak. Yeah. Sorry, Bobby. He's your tool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, you're. So, I think yeah. you're 100% right. Everybody I talked to that was a person that might have been in the know seemed equally baffled by the Facebook decision. So yep. yeah. that was clearly a decision made by people not directly involved in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's what you're buying, Microsoft. Like, I don't know why Sony's complaining. They should be like, yeah, take Bobby. It's, it's, it's great. It, yeah, you it, should. This will pay, pay off in 10 years when he's running <laughs> Microsoft somehow. <laughs> he's better not. Get into if the he's ground. still, if they keep him around, that is some bullshit they, he's got to go man there's a universe you know they talk about like uh the dark timeline yeah yeah there's a timeline potentially <laughs> in our future where bobby kotick runs the world to be a microsoft gross like everyone makes microsoft the big <laughs> one company and then he's at the head of it and i don't i can't even imagine how, how dark that timeline would be but i don't want to live in it theory Theory, theory. <laughs> yeah, it exists. The mm-hmm. timeline is a part of the great tapestry of the multiverse. It's a big Loki. He, fi- he finds a way to, however he does it. So he's like, you know, I let Activision. I've done a good job with Activision. It's time to move on to greater projects. Microsoft will be my crowning achievement. Yeah, I it, please let that timeline split out away from <laughs> you. <laughs> Not interested in that at because all. We need to prune that particular timeline. If- immediately yeah sorry i know we kind of got distracted from the no no no, it's all right the only other thing i wanted to add to this is uh, a reminder that and i was chatting with somebody in the chat about it for a second there but microsoft owns the entirety of all their infrastructure for game pass for everything for streaming whatever and sony also has streaming and infrastructure they use to do their version of all of this but it's literally microsoft azure the same backbone that Microsoft uses. Sony pays Microsoft to get any of that done. They don't own any of that. So they're beholden to them on the back end. This is a little bit like, you know, you can have all the fighting you want between Samsung and Apple, but the iPhone still uses some memory. They get manufactured and bought from Samsung, despite their head-to-head profile in the in the world. Oh, yeah. They yeah, still yeah. have to kind of rob peter to pay paul underneath everything and the same thing is true in this case sony has to pay microsoft to use that stuff and their other choices are limited it's it's amazon who i don't think they want to use 
or I don't know, there's a few other few other big cloud services maybe, but not the kind that would give them the kind of infrastructure they need. So they're beholden to Microsoft on the back end and on the front end. They're 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 having this little battle, this little fight. Like it's a, I would not want to be them right now. I guess is what I'm saying. It's all mixed in too. I yeah. mean, doesn't Sony get a piece for every Blu-ray drive yeah. uh, that goes yeah. in a Series X? Yeah. So you know, there's an exchange. I, I Nintendo yeah. <laughs> gets money for every Rumble pack Sony. or every Rumble yeah. tech. Uh, I think they still have the. Oh wait. Did that get Is all split out? Because for a while there was, and that's remember. why the PlayStation 3s didn't have Rumble at, at first because they didn't want to pay Nintendo for the... Co- I think it's Nintendo. Aren't they the ones that own that? Uh, my, I my brain. don't remember, but I do remember there being a big legal battle about the Rumble technology uh, being a part of it. So yeah. that was something. That was the thing. Yeah. Also, Nintendo used to have the rights. Uh, I don't know if they still do, and people are just paying them now, or what happened. But if you had a actual like plus sign, cross, whatever you want to call it, directional pad mm-hmm. that didn't have, it wasn't rounded or anything, but that traditional NES style, mm-hmm. Nintendo owned that as a copyright, and that's yeah. why no other controllers used it. That's why Sony has its famous buttons for yeah. a d-pad yeah. that's why microsoft's was rounded and crappy for so long yeah. and i but i think somebody finally started paying them or yeah. they lost the rights to it or something because now you can actually see other people doing that. yeah because i guarantee these 8-bit do people who i quite like i'm holding up one of their controllers here wireless controller this is based on a nintendo device but i guarantee you they didn't pay to use this d-pad there's no way <laughs> uh, wherever the hell my Maybe phone is there's thing nobody notices yeah i don't know <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the other thing that's factoring into this equation, too, and I hesitate to bring these up, but it's real, and there are articles. Um, just this past December, not six or seven months ago, a vice president at Sony was accused of running and fired a, a pedophile ring within the company. Oh, yeah, I heard about um, that. For dark yeah. web stuff. In addition, they're having their own Activision you know, Me Too uh, reckoning as well for a number of women who've spoken out about unfair job practice so it's not just the xbox issue that's going on i mean i'm not aware that i'm sure microsoft's not an angel but there hasn't been headlines talking about microsoft a lot of companies are getting blasted for this sony's part of them and and it's actually been pretty quiet like i see a lot of outrage but a lot of things i don't see that much outrage about sony which is funny but Mm. it's actually i there's like smoke there i guess on that front too yeah so one has to imagine they're trying to get organized to compete with Xbox. They have some internal fires happening. Yeah, oh, yeah. As well. Yeah. And I'm that, sure they're still going on. That one was fairly prominent when it came out. I feel like it has gotten quiet, though, since, like, you, you don't hear it harped on as much. I think even the as, week it came out, like, it it was a blip. Like, you know, Blizzard's been like a big long boat, a <laughs> big long boat ride. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Ubisoft every now and then comes up for air with more bullshit. <laughs> uh, you know, it almost feels like this stuff kind of gets squashed on the Sony stuff because I'm like, isn't this just. Just as, isn't a pedophile ring bigger than what's going on at, at Ubi and Blizzard combined? Okay. Yeah. Um, that's weird. I wonder if it seems and too unbelievable to a lot of people. Like, there have been enough uh, pedophile rings that were fake and talked about in mainstream uh, news no. and stuff. And those went away. And people maybe people are like, another pedophile ring? Sure, sure. That's what you're doing. Like, I don't know. I don't uh, know. No, no. It was confirmed that this vice president was fired, terminated, and... and, and yeah. 
Yeah, I don't was he know running? why. Are we sure? I just think I think like I don't I don't believe in this like science fiction scrubbing, but I think you know I have to imagine a company like that maybe has a little bit more of a tactical team when it comes to suppressing stories. Yeah, if the stories that got out, be, but they didn't. True. Yeah. yeah, and it if if it didn't light up Reddit or catch on fire somewhere, or maybe just like I I'm, I don't know. It's it's shocking to me that oh. I didn't even I, know about it. This is the first I've heard of it. So I think you hear oh, most wow. about Blizzard because people actually love that company. Most companies aren't loved. You know, like we know BP's probably still pumping oil somewhere. That happened years ago, you know, in some ocean. You know, like stuff comes and goes, holds our attention because it's in the media for a little while. There's some causes and then they still do it, but it's not part of the discussion anymore. Mm-hmm. I think Blizzard, a lot of the reason Blizzard has lingered so long as a discussion is because people genuinely love that company. Yeah. Or like did. no other company. Yeah. They, and and they even love to bash it. They love to, you know, whatever it is, they love it and have a strong, strong attachment to it in a way that's unusual, I think. What if what if the reason that historically PSN has been slower to download content was because this guy's sex ring was taking all the bandwidth? What if that happened? <laughs> want to think that, about that that's that was no. that was a that was a plot line on silicon valley <laughs> really yeah oh, yeah um, i haven't seen that what's show. his name jung yoon uh so the last season pied piper's trying to do a thing and their bandwidth's getting eaten up and jing yoon has um hired underage girls to make a troll farm back at the, the house mm. and he's using up their they accuse him of using up the bandwidth Wow, yeah. I do not. That, I have that, not that, seen that was show. a plot line in, in the Mike Judge uh, created show uh, Silicon Valley, which is yeah. I like that show. It fell off. I wish they'd still do it. It's can be pretty good. I mean, I they like canceled it, but or not canceled. It. They just ended it and then they moved. Yeah, it's like season six or seven episodes. I have one more to go, but yeah. I I really like that show. It was yeah. It was I like everything Mike Judge does. I love the new Beavis and Butthead series. It's freaking ama- amazing. I'm so glad oh, he's back. To oh, that there's stuff. a new Beavis and Butthead series. Yeah, dude. I never watched the original, but I told I'm on board to kind of get into it if they're making new ones. All the old ones are on there, plus the new movie, which brings them to 2022, and then the new show kicks off. And the very first I, episode. I is, wondered about that because it got to the end, and I I realized near the end of that movie, I was like, this whole movie exists to relaunch the show, yep, doesn't it? It did. You're absolutely right. It was an hour and a half relaunch pilot, basically. <laughs> it was basically like the wizard for their own yeah. TV show. Yeah. Like it just here, and now watch they've a got trailer this, for this, our television. This first series. episode, I think three are up right now, but the first one, uh, the one I saw, they're they're trying to get out of a an escape room, which is a very twenty twenty two thing. And um it's great. <laughs> they get they get they think the escape room is the men's room at the place that has the escape room. <laughs> And they think a turd in the toilet is a clue. Oh, it's, no. It's, it's great. It's everything you want from Beavis and Butthead. It's great. It's great. All right. I yeah. didn't realize the series was out. I'm the, I yeah, they start as three. They're three in. I don't know how many they're doing for the first season, but they're three done. Oh, here's the other great thing, John. You know how back in the day they would do a chunk of the story and then they would fade and then they would do music videos, right? Do commentary right. while yeah. I watched a, a thing of Nirvana or whatever. And I thought, what are they going to do now? Are they going to even try that? Like, what's the plan? They're doing YouTube videos because they live here now. <laughs> yeah. So they watch yeah. this reaction video of some lady getting accepted into some Ivy League college with her mom uh, sitting there next to her. And they just watch the reaction video. And it's literally hilarious. It is so <laughs> funny that they did this instead, instead of more music. It's great. It's freaking great. It makes great. sense. Yeah. It makes sense. And they don't have to worry about as much copyright crap and all that. It's, it's great. 
Anyway, uh, moving on. We'll see how that goes. We'll follow it. We'll find out what's up. Uh, Diablo 4 alpha footage got leaked. And this caused, speaking of Blizzard, this caused a big stink um, and a kind of some damage control on Blizzard's side of things. It confirmed, first of all, that the friends and family alpha is happening, which I, I think a lot of us knew was true. Um, at least I had heard it was going on. Um, and someone probably just lost their friends and family uh, rights. <laughs> yeah. is my Apparently guess. the name or there was some traceable information is posted in the screenshot. Yeah, that's the other thing. I don't know why yeah. you would do that, but you did. Um, my guess is it's probably more friend than family, but uh, who, know, uh, who knows? I used to it might have been, oh, I have a code here. I'll let you play. Don't do anything dumb with it. And then... <laughs> Yeah, Who's you know this I mean? user M Morheim playing Diablo Four and yeah. posting it onto YouTube. Yeah, Jeez. this M Morheim, this this M Met or uh, C Metzen. Who's that? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know uh, what to think about this other than yeah, of course they cracked down on it and they would and should. I don't think much in those screenshots got shown. I mean, it's it's yeah. I was about to say that too. I'm like, we already kind of know. A good leak? Like, yeah. yeah, you don't want to leak, but it's like it's character creator, like, and it's just. Yeah, it's, it's just some basic, you know, overweight druids looking like, Bleh. like you know, like <laughs> he didn't really leak anything too important there. Yeah, yeah it's it wasn't much. I didn't even I didn't even seek it out. Honestly, I'm at a place with the game where I kind of need to just know what the finished product is. There's enough stuff I'm excited about because I love Diablo. There's enough stuff I'm worried about because they are definitely changing the formula in some ways that. Uh, I think are very important to me mm-hmm. for that game. Yeah. So that I have a lot of concerns. I got a lot of things I'm excited about, and I just kind of need to see how it all ultimately comes together um, before I can I can really judge where my anticipation is. Uh, especially because you know who knows what it looks like post launch. Like yeah. how much are they so- banking on this? being a game as a service or ongoing game, whatever you want to call it. If that's a heavy pillar for them it's not a pillar they have supported very well in the past and so that immediately raises some questions too but uh yeah. we'll find yeah. out soon falls around the corner and fall is closer to 2023 only four months to go and yeah 2023 and the, stuff happens the open beta is soon ish it's i think that ends that'll happen before the end of the year so this, that's why oh, you saying. think open beta before end of year. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Open, yeah. open beta. Well, maybe not open, um, but Close, a beta that's, that people can stream and it may still be selected. Oh, I'm I, okay. I'd be happy to hear that. I think I that's happening and it's happening. That's why I don't think this leaks that big a deal because I think they're coming up on that anyway. Um, and usually friends and family, even alpha. Uh, maybe this is alpha. Is it alpha or beta? I don't know. I guess it's I alpha. They called it an alpha. Okay. The friends and family alpha in the past, and I was I was part of the World of Warcraft one in 03. Um, I was part of the Frozen Throne in 03 as well, I guess it would have been. Um, what was the other Blizzard one I got in on? Can't remember. Were you in the beta for Diablo at all or alpha um, 3? I don't think so. No. Not I, bu- I know I bought in with a lot of people who subbed a WoW for it, I think. Yeah, that's when I bellied up and paid because i thought that was a good deal it was a good deal um but uh anyway the way those things usually work is they usually are right on around the corner for more Mm. public showing so i i don't know i don't i think this is actually good pr for them in a weird way even though it sounds like oh yeah we're gonna stop this from happening but i don't think it's that i don't think they're that worked i mean a scale of the kind of leaks they've seen this is you know pretty minor 
pretty minor. They've shown a lot of stuff about that game. It's not like we don't know 90% of what we're seeing. These character creation, we already know all the characters, for example. There's no missing characters, I think, mm-hmm. right? Hold on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they said what all the classes yeah, yeah. are. The game. We have all of our class, or five launch yeah. five launch classes are uh sorceress, rogue, barbarian, uh, barbarian, druid, uh, necro, and druid. Necro. And that's it. The five are there. So since we know the necro, since then there've been there's no need to hide that. So it's just not a big yeah. deal. Um all right. I don't and also the other thing is I don't think somebody asked me today on Twitter, do they think it would delay the production? I'm like, no. They're, this doesn't stop anything. No, no, no. They're not going to go up. Oh, time to redo everything. Someone showed the character. <laughs> this just makes uh, people in PR have uh, shit bricks and, yeah. and have a lot of work to do. I don't know, figuring out how it happened and cleaning up the mess. But. Yeah, the, the bricks, the, those bricks, they don't just, you know, they melt. They're gross. They shit bricks. Yeah, they shit that, bricks. They hurt because they come out, the, the bricks don't mold. <laughs> they come out sideways. Um, check this out. Less than 1% of Netflix subscribers play their new sub games which is still 1.7 million daily active users. That's actually a decent number. Um, and they get some pretty good games in there. But that's a lot lower, I think, than Netflix would like. It's lower. I, they're, ter- they're absolutely terrible at marketing these games and how they work. They're terrible at it. And I don't know why they're so bad at it. Hire one person at Netflix who can freaking run that division in a better way because right now it's stupid. And here's the crime. There are multiple great games on there. They just got... Oh. The new version with all the new added stuff, which is almost like a whole new game, of um, Into the Breach. And you just get to play it. And Into the Breach is an amazing mobile game because it plays perfectly with a touchscreen. You don't need anything else. It's great. Um, the game it's point... on mobile? Yeah, that's on mobile. And it's totally free of any Netflix microtransactions. Mobile has Into the Breach for free. If you're a Netflix subscriber, yes. That's yeah, correct. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's amazing. Yeah, I know. I mean, it is amazing. You know. It is amazing. And also, this Pointy game that the Downwell guy made, I'm telling you, that is a fantastic effing game. Perfect for mobile in terms of how it plays. And not enough people know about it because they don't market this thing right. And they've got other stuff. They've got a version of um, Moon... Oh, what's that name of the game? Hold on. Moon, Moonlighter. 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 One where you own a shop and you go adventure. Yes, yeah, I love Moonlighter. Moonlighter. It's a fantastic game. Yeah. And they've got that full-blown version of that. They've got a whole bunch of other stuff wow. as well, and they just don't market this. is like this. an Xbox competitor. Like, they're entering into the ring well, with PlayStation and Xbox. I would, like, I would, obviously... It, it would be if they could do it correctly. The scale's yeah. not there, but the intent is that... Is it only phone, or is it on TVs, too? It's, it's, it's just, only phone. It's just mobile. I mean, uh, it works well, on it just, works on tablets and stuff. It's fine. Yeah, which is like, like Netflix is a company that continues to succeed, even though they're going down right now, in spite of itself. Like they are the they are the poster child for if you're the first person to do something, sometimes you can lock it in and do a really shitty job and continue to be popular and successful. Like. I didn't know that this had actually launched. I had heard news stories that it was coming, but they do such a bad job. There are days where I know something new has launched on Netflix. I knew the date because I read it somewhere else. I went to Netflix and I wound up having to search to find it. You would think it would be featured somewhere on their main page, Mm -hmm. that there would be an easy way to find it and play it. Nope got to search for it and then got to go digging through it. Netflix is so bad at parsing things. Not all the time. Let me tell you, Stranger Things, you'll know that they're doing a new season of Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Marketing team 
on fire for that. They'll oh. take over your web browser and make every website <laughs> redirect to strangerthings.com. <laughs> but like, if you like something that isn't their number one top priority thing, who the hell knows if you're ever going to find it. And the fact that it's only tied to mobile is weird. And the way you get the games is weird. And like, picked, everything they, about the process picked, is odd. Yeah. They picked they picked all the games the Unity CEO would tell them were stupid games, too. <laughs> like, if, if you're only doing mobile games and you pick games that you buy once and play as you're on your service, the games that are doing well on mobile are, you know... Yeah, but the reason they do Raid these Shadow Legends. That's the reason they do these though. Same with Apple Arcade. So this is this is more you know, we mentioned games. Well that's Pass. why I asked if it was on TV because it is. You could, it's like you Apple would sit Arcade. It's on a TV or computer with Moonlighter. Yeah. But and it is. why if would you, I if you why would a, I do that with the phone and moonlighter? If you, you have know? an Apple TV, and I think some Google devices do this as well, whatever your platform is, you can play these on a television. And you can play them with a controller even. So you can do that. But it's not as simple as, well, what if I want to just play this on Steam? Or what if I wanted to download it to my Xbox? It's not one of those kinds of services. This is a, no, you're, you're playing that game that you would play on mobile on your TV if you have a device like an Apple TV or some, something else that'll let you play these games on a television. That's possible. Um, they're ba- the, the competition here isn't Game Pass. The competition here is Apple Arcade. And as far as I'm concerned... Netflix already has better games in their lineup than Apple Arcade does. And there's some decent games in Apple Arcade, but I think, and they've got more right now because they got, they're ahead of all this. But, but um, the Netflix games are better pound for pound games. And they're more core gamer games as well. And they're shit terrible at letting everyone know where they are and how to get them. Just terrible. Yeah. And all, and it's anyway, actually not hard. I can go search for it intuitively. So I decided to try this. Yeah. I was like, okay, let me see if me a dummy that's learning about all this from Scott. Let me see how this process works. So I pulled up Netflix. I was able to find the game section again because I was looking for it. Mm-hmm. But honestly, the way they have kind of featured it, my brain is programmed that when there's something like the way it looks on the mobile app. I it just read as an ad to me. Mm-hmm. And if I wasn't looking for games, I would have skipped over it thinking, oh, this looks like an advertisement for something I'm not interested it in. Does. It so does. It does. There it is. Right I there. scroll through it. I find Into the Breach. Yeah. I tap it. It tells me a little about the game, all the details, all of that, what's needed. You say get game. And then it launches the Apple App Store, which isn't working right now. So it it tries to launch the app store to get me the game. Okay, there we go. I got it. So now I download the game from the app store for the Netflix Into the Breach. Yeah. This seems so stupid. Oh, they phoned it in. You got to go to the Apple app store to get your free Netflix game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, they. They. Yeah. This is. But here. But here's the. Here's train wreck. But here's the thing. What you. What you're asking for is. Is. And I'm not saying I don't. I'm not saying I agree or disagree. But what you're asking for is, well, you should be able to play these games in Netflix, and that does make intuitive sense, right? Like, well, they're Netflix games. I should play them in Netflix. That's that's the environment. That's where I should be at. And Mm -hmm. all they really done is say here go get those games which by the way you can just search the app store for anyway i can go search for into the breach and the netflix version of into the breach is there and i can download it the kicker is none of these games play until you log in and it says 
Are you a Netflix member? You say, yeah. Do you now wanna... I have to log in. With well, you don't have to Netflix. log in the traditional way because it knows that you're already logged into the app. Oh, does it? It does. No, does it, Scott? It mine does. John's does complain- it know John's that? Mine did that. Mine, no, said, mine, mine said you're already that. logged in. You're good to go. And I just went. So I didn't have to put any numbers in or anything. But maybe it's different. That's too, it's too complicated. But either no. way, either way, my point I'm is. removing it from my phone. My, it's garbage. <laughs> the, point, the point of it is it's not the most intuitive thing in the world. Absolutely not. Um, am I glad they're doing it? I think I might be because mobile games are such shit now that are the ones you just download for free and then have to pay for gems and bullshit. I'm, I've had it. I'm done with that stuff. What I like is games where they're just good games and, and they're well-made and they're a, they're a game. And these are those. And so are the Apple Arcade ones. And I like those. And since I'm already paying for Netflix anyway and will probably be in per- perpetuity, well, great. They're just a thing that's available to me. It would be one, it'd be a billion times better if I didn't have to be totally up on this news to even know about it. Uh, otherwise, yeah. like John just finding out about it, no one knows really how it works for sure. Um, the fact that you have to, you know, you download it through the, through the app store and not through the app itself is, is weird and a little off-putting. Um, but then at the same time, I don't want to go to Netflix to play they're, games. So They're it's not a, treating the games weird. with a lot of respect or def- deference. Like, I hope they're getting a good bag. I'd hate for them to be doing program work to support the Netflix stuff only to be getting like couple well, of grand or something and like, like, like i hope it's i hope it's profitable for the developers because i don't I, I just you know what would be the point of anyone even being involved with it if it was a lot of you know more i don't know it's just so we have baba bebop in the chat saying apple doesn't allow alternate app stores so you couldn't download an app from netflix because of apple's tos i understand that i understand why they have to do it but it's like saying it's like going to a place right like going through a fast food place and for some reason, the drive through window is on the roof of the building. You can drive around the building. You just have to climb up a ladder and then they'll give you your food up on the roof. Like just because that's the way that building is designed and has to work doesn't mean I want to go through that process. It doesn't Apple make it. It doesn't Apple, make it OK. Apple <laughs> like, needs to smarten up too. like all those cell phone guys need to smarten up and let people like they're basically computers like let people use them like they use computers if they want like the steam deck you can load all your own off on there if you want and do other stuff you know yeah if you want. yeah there's an easier uh, there's an easier I, way like take down the ladder stop selling food on the roof and just accept that you're not a business or in a position to offer this particular service if you can't do it well yeah like, that's that's my take i i it. mean i i i agree I mean, the thing is, Netflix—they're not a publicly traded company, so they have—they have no compulsion, oh, compulsion to tell private? us. No, they're private, still private. Oh. But they don't have any compulsion to come out and go, "We made this much money on the games division." Like they don't have to do any of that. All they have yeah. to do is quietly do it. They even oh. bought—they bought some developers. They bought the Oxen Free developers, and um, that's a widely respected indie title. And they want to—in fact, you can already play Oxen Free on there. And Oxenfree 2 will also be on there, but I think they're also releasing that everywhere else because they contractually had to. But everything after that, they're going to be exclusive Netflix game developers. So they, they're serious enough to do that, but I just feel like on the front end, they're not serious enough to make it stick. It's really weird. Yeah. It's really yeah, weird. It, 
and it's a personal pet peeve of mine because I run into it in my professional life. But like, there, I just have this strong opinion of if you're not even going to try to do something remotely right, maybe just don't try to bother with it. Like, especially if the people that are negatively impacted by it are the people you're selling it to. Yeah. Like, if you want to make it cumbersome for not the customers, go for it. Do what you got to do. So Netflix but, is traded on NASDAQ. Does that still make it private? Or is that shares? Well, now that you say that, I thought they were still private. Did I have that wrong? Hold on. Netflix. Because I I compared Valve, like I'm looking at the Wikipedia pages, like it type private. Maybe I'm thinking of that. Maybe I'm thinking of Valve because I know Valve is that. Um, Yeah. I mean, maybe. I just, if it's traded on the NASDAQ and S&P 100 and 500. Yeah, I think think they're they're public. You're right. I I don't know. I think I mixed them up with Valve like like a dumbass. Um, okay, but okay. So even then, though, actually, that's good news, or at least that would lead me to think that during an earnings call, they're probably going to have to, they're going to have to reveal how that thing's going. Darts on a board. Uh, shit, we didn't plan ahead. Maybe this will work. That's yeah. kind. It's got a flavor of reseller business on here. Like you know, I, I think like I would rather give money to into the breach like through a store and just pay for the ad. You know, yeah. These indie games are not expensive. Sure. In fact, do not, did I include this article in here this week? Yeah, we're going to talk about it a bit. Uh, there's an argument to be made that actually gaming is the cheapest it has ever been in the history of, of prices. Oh, 100% is. If you sure. account for inflation, which is the whole so, point yeah. of your story. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. There's a sneak pre- If you calculate inflation, essentially, even if the price goes up, it's still cheaper than you've ever paid for a video game in yeah. your life. So yeah. quit your crying. Even your $60 games right now. It's the cheapest they've ever been. Well, we, were, we were paying more for that for Nintendo 64 games or, you know, some roughly that for some Super NES games yeah. back in the day. Yeah. And that was, you know, a lot has changed since then. Yep. You all got 25 cent raises annually at your job and everything went up by hundreds of dollars. Yeah. So, you know, it's equivalent. That's because the rich run money, everything. everything yeah. costs more. The rich own the world and we need to eat them. Yeah. Um, real quick here, the I remember I bought on the Genesis my first hundred dollar cartridge, and it was was it Eternal Champions? I think they had. Oh a, no! Yeah, that's not even a good game. It's Scott. okay. It's not great, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, it was but no there Street was Fighter. Always a sense that some games just justified that high price tag because. The I don't know. It was sweet or something. They used to do that with all the Neo Geo games were all a hundred bucks or more. It was final crazy. fantasy games for me were in the hundred. Like they were always more expensive than other ones too. Yeah. And you know, so yeah. there's, there's just certain games for that. And it didn't always have to make sense that certain games were designated as yeah expensive. There's probably you a paid a hundred dollars for eternal champions. Look at the box art. It's not great. Yeah. It's got like a Wesley Snipes <laughs> kind of guy on here. Yeah. The there was a, man. there was a Snipes kind of guy. They had a, I like that as soon as Scott said, or as soon as Bo said, I'm looking at the box art, Scott kind of backed up a little bit. was like, it's not, good. it's not <laughs> like you don't have to look at the box. Well, art. I, I remember say, what eternal champions yeah. com- compared to games of the time. Like it's pretty sweet box art. Probably like, yeah. Compared to other Genesis games of the era. They were trying to, Gen- Sega was trying to make their own new fighting game franchise that would like compete with Street Fighter and stuff. And so it was really hyped and people were so stoked about it. And when I got it, I was like, yeah, man, Sega's going to show them all. Instead, I was like $100 poorer as a result. That's all. It wasn't uh-huh. that great. I still have that game on a, 
I have the ROM somewhere. I played it the other day. It's not great. It's okay though. Uh, I don't want to say it's the worst fighting game because it's not. It's okay, but it's 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 vicious. They have okay. a Jax ripoff named Rax. Yeah, Rax. And he literally has metal arms. And yeah. He's a white guy, and mm-hmm. he, but he's got a Kano eye. Like, yeah. Yep. Did this predate Mortal Kombat? <laughs> no, or was no, it, it was all after. Time? All after. This was late Genesis too. This would have been like. They were gonna do it, man. Yeah. We're gonna go far. Yep. They had blast gonna, processing. They had to do it. I see a guy with a, a cowboy with a rifle. That's like Errol Black or whatever mm-hmm. from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, but he, my memory is he never uses the rifle in fighting, not even a special move or anything. He just fights, which is annoying because if you're going to have a cool uh-huh. weapon, you better pull it out once in a while. It's been a while. I don't remember. I remember thinking the girl was really good and I could I could kick butt with her. We had our fun with it, but did we have $100 worth of fun? Eh, I don't know. Probably not. Shadow. Yeah. There's a Skeletor. I'm looking <laughs> at the hero select screen. <laughs> there seems to be some Skeletor-like character. Yeah, they they you know they were trying to mix it up. They had some developer or some part of the team with some people that worked on Streets of Rage, which was a, a cool brawler. And you know, it was a Pharaoh too. It looks like they awesome. tried. It wasn't a big enough roster, and also the single player was nothing. So it was mostly just about sitting down and fighting your friends. Also, the game was infinitely better with a six-button controller. If you had the default controller, you had to live with whatever janky, you know, one one kick, one punch, and I don't know, remember, maybe it was guard. Dude, Eternal Champions is on Steam for a dollar nineteen cents. Yeah, they have it there. <laughs> That's a lot less than the two the hundred dollars I paid. Turns out. I still have yeah, it went down a thousand percent. Yeah, a thousand. Of this. Wow, what a discount! My gosh. No, hundred. It's a hundred percent. Ninety-nine percent off. Oh yeah, ninety. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good summer sale for Steam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to sell that for that much cheaper. All right, uh, moving on. Let's talk about um, the live Pac-Man movie. It's coming. Uh, you guys excited about this? You gonna? No. <laughs> John is like immediately shaking his this head. This is such a bad idea, and I love Pac-Man. I what think if Pac-Man's it's weird? Great. What if it's weird, man? What if they go Pac-Man full weird? Pac-Man is my favorite thing in the world to draw. Yeah. Just fun fact. Yeah. I have I have Pac-Man emojis in my chat just because I like drawing it. I like him too. But uh, like him too. this is stupid. They tried it with <laughs> pixels and nobody went and saw that movie. Yeah. They uh, they put it in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It's one of the worst parts of that movie. Did they? Uh, yeah. When oh. Peter Quill can turn and manifest anything he wants, he manifests a giant pack. I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, he did. Well, in context, that makes sense because he would have played it or something. Everybody just steals from him and wreck it, Ralph. Okay. Like, none of it's good. John, what he, if what if Pac-Man what if Pac-Man looked like what I'm putting in the Discord? I drew this years ago, but what if he looked like okay. that, and it was live action, but the guy was dr- oh, wait, why didn't that work? There we go. But he looks like this guy. Would you watch Everybody that? Everybody else's live action. Yeah, and it's just him. It's just him, Is and then guys in-, in an office. <laughs> I don't know yeah, why he, I made him dress he's that. He's in the way. Breaking Bad universe. He's. I don't know why I put him in a tie and a like shirt. that. I I love the art. But that is a like tertiary character to like some wow, like office office comedy. <laughs> like, are you he, trying to are you auditioning you to be the, the villain oh, of the Pac Man movie? Right you now, you remember the guy in Office Space who does the jump to conclusions, Matt, and he's like oh, very yeah. neurotic that yeah. he's going to get fired all the time. Yeah. That is a hundred percent the voice and personality of this Pac Man. 
That's I think that's fair. All right. So here's what here's what I think they can do. They got to go real weird with it. They got to put it in the hands of somebody who's willing to go a little psycho and make something that's not even good for kids or families. Just make a weird ass Pac-Man movie. Color the main guy yellow and have him running around eating shit. Whatever. Just you can go so nuts. How do with you it. make that good movie? Like, do you have a pitch, Scott? Like, I, I really don't. I like, mean, I know you're like make it weird, but like. Just think about writing it. Like your source material is there's a maze, you got ghosts, you got a big orange sphere with mm-hmm. a mouth. Like like what are we writing? Yeah. You know? Well, if they do orange, like, that'll be it, not Is it like canon. a detective Pikachu thing? You know? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that either, but I just assume he joins the police. Seeing that works somehow. Um, that kind of worked. Yeah, because he was a Pikachu and not a goddamn Pac-Man. <laughs> All right. Like, should we go to the world of the, like, should it be an earth plot where it's like, oh my God, you're a big yellow thing. And the human has to interact with the Pac-Man and learn from each other. Or do we we just set the movie straight up in the kingdom of Pac-Man? I feel like we are, I feel like we're writing Carter's next animation of discussing persons. I don't know. Right. Like, I don't know what you know what the pitch is. Make a proper Pac- animated pack. Maybe maybe pack is short for like the race of that species, which is like Pacalupas. Ah, uh, so Pacalupas. Here we are at Pacalupa Car, and Ooh. all the Pacalupas live in perfect harmony. But one Pacalupa, well, he's a little toxic, masculine guy. Goes calls himself Pac Man because he's the alpha of all the Pac Lupas, yeah. yeah. and he fell into a hole because the ghosts of his parents. And, and dead kids chased him, and he ended up in this maze and can't get out. And everyone's looking for him, but he has to rely on his own wits to escape his dead. Is this, are they his family members? I don't know. But I don't think so. I don't think. What they are were the, ever why his do the ghosts members? look like the way they do? Like, they, to me, they look like the sphere things with drapes over them, right? So they yeah. would be Pacalupas as well. Yeah. I mean, in, yeah. maybe in theory. I, I think that all that lore is covered in other places, but mainly my point is why go live action? Like, just animate this. You can do that. Because I guarantee you that there's two ways they go. They either go what every old video game movie was, which was either someone gets pulled into a video game or the video game gets spit out into reality. Yeah. Or they go the new route, which is there's a creature. Maybe he's from space. Maybe he's from cyberspace. I don't know, but he's a cute pixelated yellow blob that likes to eat dots. And it's like baby Yoda, but he's Pac-Man and <laughs> he's like- going to start yeah. eating dots and he's going to start getting bigger mm. and then he's going to get bigger mm. and then he's going to get bigger. And then all of a sudden it's going to be like, oh, no, is he going to eat the planet? We got to stop him. But the power of family reminds him. That he just wants to be a good Pac-Man boy and wow. goes home. Wow! The end. Wow. Like I like it's just gonna be stupid. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm not excited about. We already it. had this it's movie in Sonic, and we've seen this movie a number of times now, right? I mean, mm. I, we don't. I would yeah. rather have like, you know, watch him try to bang other Pacalupas. Like, how do they have sex? <laughs> yes. like, how do they procreate? That's like, what I'm saying. Are, Get weird with it. Go weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, do they have duck dong? You know, like they have duck dong. Remember Duck Dong? Duck Dong is gross, like a little corkscrew. It's gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like what does it look like? Maybe this this whole thing. Like I don't know, but they, yeah, I think you're. I think you're right about the go weird. I think don't bring him to Earth. In yeah, fact, don't yeah, bring him to Earth. Uh, don't bring him to Earth. Make it like psychedelic and weird, and like you know, you want to yeah. get high before watching it or something like that. Would be the best. 
I agree. Maybe it's just. But the they're movie. gonna make it family friendly. It's gonna be. Yeah, like, I know. I know. But we got a new dog. Look what Ralph found in the backyard. Oh, it's a Pac-Man. What if this was He's the like, guy? Waka waka, what if this guy narrated the whole thing and it was mockumentary? This guy right here. Activate Pac-Man. What if we, John? Am oh, I bringing you around? Am I no, bringing you around? No, 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 no. We want Sam Elliott. <laughs> John got real excited for a second. <laughs> no, no. We want. We want Sam. Pac-Man. We oh my God. Sam Elliott now, as Pac-Man. that's the movie. Giant kaiju-esque ghosts are attacking the city, and mm. you have to activate Pac-Man to mm. de- to defend the planet. Yep. From him. Yep. And then uh, you'll hear this. As long as that guy's in there saying activate Pac-Man. Yeah, and then he'll say, "Let's play Pac-Man." Yeah, he'll say that. Yep. And uh, you'll hear Let's that. Let's play Pac-Man. You'll hear this. And then you're go- and everyone leaves and stick around for the stinger for the next Pac. MCU Pac-Man. <laughs> Chad's right. Wasn't that the kind of dumb part of Pixels? Yeah, you're right. It was, it was. dumb. <laughs> you're you, not just, wrong. you just re-described the Pixel storyline with Pac-Man. Yeah, nice job. I reinvented. Yeah. You said it would be good, but then look, yeah. everybody, we go with my idea. You've right. now seen exactly how long it takes to creatively come up with Pixels as a movie. Please enjoy thinking about how much money that made for the people involved. Yeah. Those five minutes that we spent. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. All right, a uh, quick FYI on uh, some VR stuff because we're going to, I think we need to have a little VR here and there, especially with Bo's interest currently. Half Life 2 VR mod in beta in September. Yeah. Uh, so that's Open cool. Beta so people can play it. Yeah. Maybe in your Steam if you already own Half Life 2 Alex and such. Uh, and apparently the F or Final Fantasy 7 remake mod is out now. Same dude that did Elden Ring, uh, Cyberpunk. Uh, those mods yeah so you got to sign up for a patron for those that's also the guy that got his take two entertainment or interactive oh his take mods shut down so his new one's ff7 remake so i'm like i might have to resub it's pretty expensive to sub to his thing though he's got high levels he's putting out content so you know i'm like well it's great yeah (laughs) final fantasy 7 remake was like "Hmm," enough to make me go yeah okay i thought (laughs) i thought i saw a final fantasy 14 vr mod just recently and somebody was raving about oh 14 yeah that's probably been modded Uh, there's a whole discord i'm a part of a a discord where all the mod the vr mod creators have joined forces and have their own channels and stuff Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. there's lots of shit going on in there Oh, here it is. Um, Tom's Hardware had a thing. This is where I saw it. It says, Final Fantasy fourteen is free to play, and it's definitely worth your time. Wait. That's just the game. Yeah, yeah I agree. That's that's, a, that's, the, that's my favorite thing you've said on this show. I today, thought he Scott. had the VR thing. No, maybe not. <laughs> it's, Final Fantasy fourteen is free, and it's worth your time. Well, go, go check it it's out. It's sort of free. It's free to a a degree. Well, it's free to try. Right? It's free to try. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the more generous ones by reputation. If that's true. Well, that's because all the early content kind of sucks, so they're happy to let you spend it. Because there's no. five, it's 568 well, hours of the content. Expansion. The award-winning, critically acclaimed expansion Heaven's Ward is in, in there, Scott. Not when I started. Uh, they put that in later. I bought that damn expansion. So they, yeah, I bought everything, too. I haven't played it. Maybe I should play it or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Could know. Be a bard I'm, again. I'm not in the mood for. We need more bards. We need more people hanging out in bars playing music. More, more oh. bard music bards. Uh, all right. So there's that. What else? Oh, Forspoken. Did you guys see this Forspoken ad? Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. I made a joke tweet about it. You want to hear my joke? Tweet? Yes, please. Play it. Well, we should explain what it is first, or do we just? Uh, well, I'll I explain. Think play it. the ad. Play okay. Well, you know what? Play yeah. the ad. I'll play the, the ad. ad. Yeah. Um, I gotta view it here. Hold on. Here we go. Here's play the ad for our viewers. So let me get this straight. 
I'm somewhere that's not what I would call Earth. I'm seeing freaking dragons, and oh yeah, I'm talking to a cop. Yeah, okay, that is something I do now. I do magic, kill jacked up beasts. I'll probably fly next. Yeah. Yeah, there's your ad. It Great. sucks. It's dumb. Awesome. I hate it. I can't stand it. It's so. It's just so like. Ugh, not. It was not a good vibe to listen to. You're like, no. okay. It's so the game pretty. Does still look cool, but yeah, you know. it looks so pretty and nice. And I mean, it's yeah, probably I, just, it's I'm just, very mixed on this game. That ad is uh, having the opposite effect of taking a game where I'm like, yeah, that premise might work. It looks good. It sure looks neat. Mm-hmm. And making me actively go, boy, I hope the whole game isn't like this. Yeah. It's like when I watched a little of the Guardians of the Galaxy, and I was like, boy, I hope they don't talk this much in the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like it's it's if it's that the whole game I can't take it. You know what? You've just I mean, what's going? Okay, so these are both square. The game you just mentioned was a square game. This game is yeah. a square game. Uh, they had trouble with their Origins game where everybody's killing chaos and all that, and they got in trouble or they get in trouble. They got heat for having an ad where they said that too much. Um, what is going yeah, on over there? Endearing that one. That one was a win. That really? one goes in the W column. Does this it though? Because I know there are a lot of people I know who are like, "Oh yeah, that was hilarious. Love the memes." Did you play the game? No, it looks stupid. Okay, I don't know if it worked out for them financially. Yeah, but everybody talked about their trailer in a positive way. Yeah, but not. I, Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe everybody talking about your trailer in a negative way is, you know, the I same. wouldn't call it positive. That was a. That's ironically positive. That's them. Nobody was going. Yeah, I like this. No, I literally did. I came into our Discord. It was Slack at the time, and I was like, "Guys, I'm going to tell you, this is so ridiculous. I think I might want this video game." Yeah, but because it was ridiculous, not because it's good. I bought it twice. (laughs) I know you did, and (laughs) still haven't played it. Right? No. No. Wait a minute. You know what? Suddenly my investment in uh, Eternal Champions in 1997 doesn't sound so bad, you know? Yeah. I I got a refund for it once. I'm still under your cost. Okay. Okay. All right. That's smart. Remember, you're you're always behind. John's always ahead of you. He didn't buy a lifetime subscription to Star Trek online. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I always feel like when I have to remind myself, I'm like, oh, it's fine. I made this irresponsible purchase, but (laughs) John made that purchase, so I feel okay. That actually makes it, that makes me want to buy that. There's that XCOM-like thing that's set in ancient Rome, uh, Rome Expeditions, I think it's called. Um, I was having a conversation with Greg Street off air and he says it's one of his favorite games of the year so i'm like oh, i really should try that and it's on sale for 39 normally 40 something so i thought oh do i pull the trigger friends tell me to play it's like XCOM, but it's also got this kind of cool uh, age of empires kind of adherence to to like uh you know the era and the, the history and everything now i think i'm gonna do it why because you reminded me John spent $300 on a lifetime subscription to a game he never played. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to do it. Right. You it's know actually what? a lot of damaging. I though. might play Star Trek online. 
I ranked, I did, I did a tier ranking of all my favorite enterprises yeah. and it really got me in the mood to pilot a starship. Did you so, really? I love that you did that. Did you really do that? I did do that. Yeah, I did. Oh, that is What do you think stuff. my favorite enterprise is? Oh my gosh. Favorite them. enterprise of all the enterprises? Because I, I think I put two at S tier or maybe I only had one at S tier, but either way there was a definitive winner. Well, they sure. gotta be, if we're talking just enterprises, not other ships, just the enterprise line of ships. Just the enterprise. Probably and it's not I'll, I'll give you a disclaimer it is based purely on look and aesthetic and how how cool i thought it was to see it is not based on the quality of the programming based on it but which is also not a hint i don't remember which one Just it was but it was it d and um the first contact movie before they blew it up or was it i don't remember uh first contact was the e they blew up the d in uh generations oh that's right they blew up that d they blew up the D. So, okay, that's D. right. Because then cause Riker crashed the dish into the dirt and everything. That yeah. was something. Okay, so that's not it. Um, I mean. It's not it because because you don't think I'd pick the one. Well, no, I just thought you said I, I thought you said you didn't pick that one. No? Oh, no, I haven't said yet. Oh, I well, I have no idea. I'm guessing it's all next generation ones, though, if I had to guess. Mm-mm. No. My number one was the uh, Enterprise A from the motion pictures. What? I love the look of that Enterprise. I'm I think surprised. it is far and away the best. It's my absolute favorite. It's, a, it's cool, no doubt. The models were awesome. Um, they used ILM for that and that original. That movie's bad, but that ship is cool. I'll give you that. That's yeah, a good one. I, I love that Enterprise. Every time I see it, I get a warm, fuzzy feeling. And that thing blew up a bunch. Yeah. At least once. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> at, at least, least one, one time, time yeah. they blew up that thing. <laughs> uh, interesting. Okay, number two, it's got to be got to be a D or E or one of the Picard ones. I think I had the I think I had the E in A tier. Okay. I think it Wait, was are tied we doing tier lists of the Enterprise? Yeah. 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 <laughs> we move on. <laughs> <laughs> we're, 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 this is real like super weed territory right <laughs> what's hilarious is this is how boring this topic I, it's was not to Bo. for me but it's for our listeners no 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 this is Maybe. how bad you know how boring this must be to Bo because we literally just said john says i just tier listed all the enterprises i said oh john you really tier listed all the enterprises and then we talked about it and Bo went are you tier listing the enterprises yeah, like I lost the thread a little bit because I'm like, okay, we're doing a bit of a side of Star Trek, and I tuned back in. I was gone for like 30 seconds playing with my hair, and I'm like, wait a second, I left them unattended, and they're tier listing the different Enterprises. Like, oh. I the nerd in me appreciates it, but um, oh. I got to talk to Carter. I don't know. That's that's a rough one. Anyways, finish the list. Just do it quick. No, no, I no found we're not doing, I'm not doing the, the whole list. list. I just said I was going to do the first one, but yeah. then Scott wanted to know because he was. Sh- so oh, this is Scott's fault. This is my fault. Yeah. This is my fault. It, it, he was just Scott's so shocked fault. that I didn't put a next generation one at the top. <laughs> Look, we'll get Carter to yeah, animate. That is we'll, shocking. What that if Carter shocking. animated the, this whole conversation we just had? That'd be a good one. You know, that makes it that makes it all worth it. Yeah, it was all worth it because right before Bo jumped in, she can start it there, and then Joe, but Bo, Joe, Joe Bump jumps in, bumps in. <laughs> Joe Bump. <laughs> Joe Bump. <laughs> That's my new name now, Joe Bump. <laughs> hey, everybody, Joe Bump here. <laughs> keep the show moving. It's uh, my that job. Might, that might be our title. Joe hey, Bump. everybody, I heard you were talking about the Enterprise. Well, Joe Bump isn't going to let that happen. Nope. Let's talk about video not, games. Not old Joe Bump, 
He'll never do it to you. All right, uh, moving on. Let's get to this. Well, hang on. I want to tell you my version of this, though. Oh, oh. If you didn't see it. All right. Right? Right. This is, like, this is me. I'm, I'm here. So let me get this straight. Yeah. I'm not on what I would call a podcast. Yeah. And oh, I'm right. seeing freaking Dragon Beef. And oh, yeah, I'm talking to a freaking ho- podcast Hall of Famer. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this is something I do now. I do talking. And I say dumb shit. And... I'll probably host the PC Gamer Show next. <laughs> Buy my game. Yeah. Here's what I liked most about your tweet that I when I read that today. Yeah, I saw is that. Is I too. read that and then I scrolled down, just kind of like, I wasn't reading every tweet. I just you know scrolled the wheel down, and the next tweet I saw from Scott was say something cringy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well. Bo understood the assignment. Yeah, he got it. He nailed it. But well, it was it was perfectly channeling that advertising. Well, I, I wrote I wrote down bad. the ad copy and just changed a few words. That's the ad copy of the Forspoken ad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you yeah. just tweaked nouns a change to reflect me instead of you know. It's as if they made a trailer about my life. Like yeah. I'm walking down the road, blasting monsters and going. I'm on a podcast with freaking Scott Johnson. Oh mm. my god. Yeah. It's incredible. Although the one that bugs me is like the I'm on a planet that I would not call Earth or whatever. Yeah. Nobody talks like that. No one says that. It, it, no one says that. It completely irks me yeah. <laughs> that she says it that way. It's like when people do covers of the Little Mermaid songs and act like they don't know what the hell a shirt is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and I and I I'm not anymore this doesn't drive me to want to buy that game. Uh and it's also very discordant because what I'm seeing is visually very interesting while she's talking. It's like, whoa, look at that. That's uh, this yeah. is next gen. It's the same plot as the Pac-Man movie, basically. Great. Like he's gonna be like, I'm on this place called Earth, not Pacula. Yeah, not Pacula. Well, Pacula. Pacula. <laughs> That's terrible. I loved Pacula and Quantum Leap. <laughs> Pack, it's real good. Scott Pacula. Well, they have their own. They have their Scott own pack pack Pacula. Yeah, his enterprise was okay. Pack Pacula. It was Puck a decent Pacula. ship. No, it wasn't. It was I okay. Think I gave. I think I gave it an F. It was okay. It no, had, his it, enterprise it was, was okay. It yeah. was missing entire important sections, and it looked squished. I don't like it. I like in that a, it. Had in a post discovery world, Enterprise is actually freaking awesome. I gotta say, that I like that show a lot. I watched it, and I'm like, I love Enterprise. <laughs> I like it's Enterprise. Been a long road. That part sucks. Getting from here. There. To here, to here to there. <laughs> it's it's not definitely not getting from here to there. The lyrics, <laughs> nope. I think it's but there it's to good. here, but either way, uh, whatever. It's a cool ship made out of metal. Let's uh, let's do this. We're gonna take a quick pee break. When we come back, uh, we're gonna dive into Dear Martha. We got our week in gaming emails and more. So stick around. Everybody. Oh, we're all pee breaking, Scott. Yeah, everybody's gonna <laughs> pee break. To, uh, excuse me, can I go pee? Can I go pee pee? Uh, it'll nice. only be a minute though, so uh, or so. So everybody. Oh Jesus! Oh shit! I'm going. All right, I'll be. You back. better go pee now. Oh, pee fast, everybody. Pee fast. We'll be right back. You won clearly. Uh, I think. I think the internet won because the whole thing turned out great. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're back, everybody. Uh, we all won. We all won. Uh, we're gonna now dive straight into some uh, some dear Marthas. Now, apparently, we're digging something out of EGM issue one hundred eight. This would have been July of nineteen ninety eight. I think I was still trying to get my hundred bucks worth out of Eternal Champions then. Um, but uh, who knows what they were saying back then, John? Anything special here? Just a regular old deal. Uh, we're gonna do two letters followed by a Martha response oh, because I'm going to give you a case of nineteen ninety eight doxing. Good lord! All right, here goes. Yep. My dearest Martha, 
in your April issue, you printed a bogus code that was said to be able to let players be any of the bonds in GoldenEye 007. After attempting this for weeks and finally accomplishing the requirements for this code to work, I determined the code doesn't work. My friends and I grew very angry at your usually great magazine. Our anger toward EGM grew and grew until we eventually formed Gamers Against Electronic Gaming Monthly, or G-A-E-G-M. To sum this story up, our demands are simple to avoid a boycott of EGM. The demands are, number one, a public apology to all members of G-A-E-G-M, and two, um, that's it, thank you. Uh, yours in this life and the next. I'm just going to read this name. It's too good not to. Stormfront Jimmy. Oh, my Lord. Stormfront Jimmy. Okay. Oh, my God. Uh, hang on. I think this magazine belongs in a museum. I agree, Dad. I think this is the first known uh, writing of an incel. Ever, <laughs> oh, wow. Ever, 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 ever put the paper. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask. They were so mad serious? that the code didn't work. They formed an organization to boycott the magazine. Like, you know. It sounds too. That's why I was going to ask. Do you think it's real or do you think this is just some joker? Like his, the part where he says there's no number two at the end, he just ends. That tells me he's joking. But I don't know. I can't tell. Like the Internet today. I don't know who's doing what anymore. No, that's a serious letter. I'm is it? Sure. Oh my lord! Oh yeah. All right. Well, I hate. Yeah. I hate that, that. That's true. I mean, it might have been John's intonation of it, but <laughs> it yeah. felt serious to me. All it right. felt like your magazine sucks. Well, we're gonna try it and again. It's an offense to everything in the known universe. It sounds really dumb, but we'll see Over what a number trifling thing. Letter number two. Uh, has just to, say. to be clear, yeah. before we move to letter number two, yeah. uh, in addition to being signed Stormfront Jimmy, they do identify as the second in command of G A E G M. Oh, oh, oh! Wait, I don't even. What know is what it to... called? G A G A G A E G M. Oh, Gamers Against Electronic Gaming. E A G E M. Gagum? Gagum. 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 I'm starting to think Uh, they're full of shit. Let me spell the whole thing. Gamers Against Electronic Gaming Monthly. Gaming Monthly. Let's see if somebody. Let's see if they're still around, still pushing their agenda. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they. Yeah, there is a tripod site I pulled up here. Gamers Against Gamers Against tripod. Electronic Gaming Monthly. Wait, Gamers oh, Against Gamers? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I probably got spyware, but if you're feeling brave, uh, <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a legit site for this. Uh, it's exciting. Gamers Against Gamers Against Electronic Gaming Monthly. Oh, an organization against Gagum. Yeah, they're, oh, they're geez, against gamers. This is the, another level. The yeah. only site for people who hate Gagum <laughs> contest. Please enter. To see the entries, vote, click here. The reason for this site is simple. In the April issue of the great magazine, Electronic Gaming Monthly, they printed a oh. bogus code. What's the big deal if it, was, if it was an April Fool's joke? None. There was no problem with that. Many found it very amusing. I know I did. But then a group of whiners who couldn't handle the privilege of having a sense of humor, they went on to form a group called Gamers Against Electronic Gaming Monthly, a.k.a. Gagum. After that, I and many others went on to form a group called Gamers Against Gamers Against Electronic Monthly, Gaming Monthly. This was to mock Gagum. The so-called unhumorous code was a go- unhumorous code was a GoldenEye 007 sheet that allowed the player to be one of many older Bonds from the movies. 
I recently scanned pictures of the bogus code below the picture's thumbnail. Enjoy. Really? This is a great deep dive. I can't believe that, A, that it all ties back to John's letter he found, and B, that there's still something in there on the web about it. That's crazy. Well, not to shock you all, but the letter rabbit hole continues. Oh, no. All right. Here's number two. Dude, they posted all the letters for and against on the site, by the way. Wow. Anyway, this is something for you maybe later to pull some material up. I bookmarked this in a hot second. (laughs) Nice. All right. Here's number two. My dearest Martha, I found some really cool cheats for Rampage. Like all the secret cities and playing as Vern full time, as well as playing as a T-Rex. But since you guys are such bastards and publish that fake all bonds code, the cheats are going to Game Pro instead. Ah! By the way, my pissed off followers and I have started a rebellion. We call ourselves Gagum. Gamers Against Electronic Gaming Monthly. We have a simple set of demands. All we ask is that you publish an apology to Gagum. Once this demand is met, the attacks from our ever-growing number of followers will cease. Thank you. Yours in this life and the next, Cyber Samurai, leader of Gagum. Oh, wow. Wish we could find out where Cyber Samurai is now, but clearly a couple of a couple of real uh, stalwarts from the organization reaching out. Getting the well, name I out do, there. Uh, I do have a response from Martha. All right, let's hear what Martha says. Ah, My dear Stormfront Jimmy and Cyber Samurai, trust us, you don't want to start a war with EGM. One word from us and hundreds of loyal EGM readers will jump down your throats via email. <laughs> and guess what? We've just conveniently printed your email addresses for everyone to see. <laughs> Longtime readers may remember Taylor Acosta and Brando Dejao, two anti-EGMers who got more than their share of anti-them mail from EGM fans. So here's the compromise. You disband Gagum right now, and we won't ask all our readers to stuff your email servers full of flames. Deal? Yours forever, Martha. And they did. They published their email. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Oh, oh, that's the doxing. That is doxing. eh? Yeah. Yeah. That is serious doxing action right there. Wow. Different time, man. 98. Nobody knows. So, so do you have the email addresses? We should send an email. Ask ask, ask (laughs) them if you want to. But I'm not going to read them on Twitch. Ask them them if they. No, no, don't read them on Twitch, but we should send a message and we can do an interview. Yeah, I'd love to talk to these people. We'll just unplug them if it goes bad, but just say we're from an internationally recognized (laughs) gaming podcast. Yeah. And we'd love to have you on to talk. Let's talk about EGM. Just about and what, the history. Yeah, man. your like, history yeah. of the what, thing. What is, yeah, what, what, like, where are they now? Are they in their 50s, 40s? Like, how old are they? This guy's like, like 52. Gagum exists yeah. in a post-EGM world. EGM no longer publishing. What does Gagum do now? The guy's like yeah. 48 and runs, like, co-runs a, an accounting service or something and doesn't want anything to do with us. Guys, I, I got seven kids and I work <laughs> at a Denny's. Don't write to me. <laughs>
Well, maybe he has maybe he has that life, but maybe he works for Sony or something. Like we don't know. Maybe he just got fired for owning a sex ring on the servers. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking that exact thing, Not but so I didn't want to say because we've told too many inappropriate jokes about. That. That's no, true. We, we, we have. We, we, we've, we filled our pedophilia quota for the episode. <laughs> yeah, we can only <laughs> probably, tell so many. In probably, the yeah. I mean, it wasn't really a joke. We just talked about a headline. I think that's our first. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. only joke, let's say. That's true. Yeah. And pedophiles should all jump off a cliff. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's move on. <laughs> well, well done, well done, John. Those were all awesome, and I, maybe this will go deeper. We'll see. For now, though, we talk about the games we played this week. I had another run of uh, Steam Deck compatibility gaming. Um, just love doing it. Love going and finding something like, oh, I haven't played that in years. How's it play? Oh, it plays great, or oh, it doesn't play at all, or whatever. Uh, here are the games that I tried, and I will not stick around on too on much of them too long because we already know, and plus it's a lot of games. But I'll mention them: Ukulele Two. Whatever it's called, I forgot the. It's got a name. Uh, it's those people that made. Uh, wow, the ukulele. Yeah, it's it's a rare. It's they're old rare devs, so they worked on like uh, Banjo Kazooie, which has got a lot in common with it. it. All they also did the the original Donkey Kong Country stuff, and this is like a two point five D side scrolling platformer game. It's very good. Well, the, f- the first one was Team Seventeen. Well, Team Seventeen published it. I'm not sure who uh, the devs are. Yeah. You said two? I'm only finding one on Steam. One's so, called so. Ukulele, and the other one's called Ukulele colon out of the, the <laughs> no, into the butthole or something like that. Uh, there's one Ukulele in the Cracklestone. Ukulele. In the Cracklestone? Yeah. What the hell is that? I don't know what that is. Well, anyway, right. it's the only sequel Sorry. I know of, and it came out in 2019, and it plays wonderfully. Um, that's a good game. And um, let's see. Saints Row the Third. I've, nice. uh, everyone knows that game. Yeah. I'm getting very excited for Saints Row, the reboot, coming in like a week and a half, two weeks. I want to be excited, but I've heard it's too many steps back from what made Saints Row good. Well, I've heard it that feels it brings like a, a weird half measure. I don't know. We got to find out. But I keep hearing I think- it gets it closer to what two to three would have been because by four things were too nuts, too, too weird. Like two out in the out in the wacko universe. I feel I like I played I Aerosmith. Look, yeah, don't want to miss a thing just while you climbed a running rocket. That, but running around town and jumping around like you're some kind of superhero. That that isn't the game I signed up for. Three was my jam, and I would love. Three's really good. I would love a return to more of that. And I've heard good things, so I'm actually really excited. So we'll see. Saints Row uh, coming out soon. Uh, here's and there's there's that Lego game, Lego City Undercover. It's basically GTA in Lego Town. It's a it's kind of amazing actually. Yeah, this is really fascinating good. to me. Yeah, like just just the attempt. Like, it's let's great. Take the most adult, uh, <laughs> you know, most adult like bad topic. Yeah. Thing and make it for kids. Lego, sorry, Lego City Undercover. But I'm going to argue. I'm going to because yeah, I got to look it up. I'm too. not going to say it's for kids. I'm actually going to make an argument that this game is for kids, but it's also for anybody. And the jokes are definitely for adults. It feels like a Pixar movie in that way because the cutscenes are definitely talking to people who are, are having a wink. You know, like like they're they're directly doing parody moments of GTA style stuff, but they're doing it in a you know, of course, it's a more sanitized way, but that doesn't. It doesn't feel like it's pandering to kids. It feels like yeah. They're well, I mean, a good you time. can do that, right? Like you yeah. got bandits and hamburglers, and like yeah. I see ninjas <laughs> in this trailer. Like <laughs> I actually okay. <laughs> see, having seen the trailer now, it's like yeah, it's playing on tropes and archetypes, uh, but still cute in the yeah. It, you know, it still has you know. 
criminals. It's still Lego. You know, it's Lego. Yeah. It's like all it's the Lego games. They have a little bit of a sense of humor. The movie, you know, it's more like the movie, I would say. Uh, just Is it only on computer? It's on. <laughs> it's on computer. Is it on the computer? No one says that. Everyone says PC, but you know, you're right. It just it just felt it sounded weird. funny coming Is out. Is it on yeah. computer? I think it's on a, the personal computer. As far as I know, it's on. It's an Xbox and PlayStation game as well. This actually looks kind of sweet, honestly. I'm, I'm I was kind of poop. I was kind of like, eh, Switch, you know, don't judge a game by okay, its title. Yeah, it uh, no, it's fun. If actually, you, I mean, you may not like. So if look, if you are already not a fan of open world sort of uh kinds of games in the gta vein this is actually one of those like you know what i would compare more favorably to like the thing that reminds me of is that um simpsons hit and run game that came out on the gamecube and original xbox so those that was also a gta playoff you know of gta but it was done in the you know simpsons world with simpsons jokes and actual lines from characters and this feels like that and when I was looking up reviews, this has some of the best reviews of any Lego game. And the only exception, maybe, is that new one. Everyone really likes the new Star Wars one um, that, that just came out. But this was close, like right up there. This, this What's kind of neat about this one is it's generic. It's not tied to an IP. Right. Usual. Most of the Lego games are. And also, it's not the usual Lego level, go back, collect, do the level again. Right. Kind of, like it's open world. Yeah. And I, I'm hard-pressed to think of many... Lego open world games. That's actually kind of unique. Like it's almost like if I was had to play another yet another Lego game, I would like to do something different. So this would be a palate cleanser. Yeah, it kind of is in a weird way. I'm I'm enjoying it more, way more than I expected to. It was a nice surprise. I already had the game. I don't even know where I got it. It just was in my. (laughs) They just grow themselves. I just get these codes, man. I don't know, and I forget I put them in, but it's very good. Uh, Witcher three also played a bunch of that, which got me in the mood for the music. But I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do a fresh run on there. Just have it in bed. Oh, so good. Yeah, there's a guy here that's like one of the Steam reviews, best game ever. I'm replaying it for nostalgia. It came out in like 2017, and to complete oh, yeah, it for 100, percent I suggest playing with controllers since keyboard configs and keyboards are the best. But just that he's he's doing what you're saying. Replay it to 100. Yeah. percent It's the best game. It's ever. great. I mean, it's it actually is a, a surprisingly good time. And and even if you think, oh, I don't know, Lego games, I played those to death, or you didn't like them in the first yeah. place. Some of those trappings are there, like you're still little pieces explode and you're picking them up and it adds to your currencies and like those things are still there. Yeah, eighty seven percent positive lifetime reviews <coughs> out of like which is 3, pretty good seven hundred. So it's a good yeah, people who buy this like it. Surprisingly, it's my biggest surprise of the week. I really enjoyed it. So does it does it feature gun shooting by any stretch? Oh yeah. Uh but not no one dies. Uh it's a lot no, of No, but uh, like I assume because John made that comment, can you run over Lego people? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But they and get up. They break apart, but I assume they assemble them back together, Correct. if I had to guess. Correct. Yeah. Same yeah. with the cars. So they're just the temporarily mm-hmm. sidelined by getting run over in this world, yeah. which is kind of cute in its own way. Yeah, in its own way, it's all right. And they make fun of yeah. all of that while you're doing it. You can steal other people's cars. <coughs> and it says, instead of you just stealing a car and going, get out of here, lady, or like you would in GTA, you say, Officer of the law, I need your vehicle. And <laughs> you take their car. Yeah, you commandeer their vehicle. It's yeah. for justice purposes. And the people are fine <laughs> with steal, it. A policeman can steal your car if they, as long as they tell you it's for justice. Yeah. 
it's that's, a that's it's a beast. That's how it works. It's really fun. Um, I just bought it for my stepson. Ah, oh, see, perfect. Because he'll love he, it. He really wants a. He really wants to play Grand Theft Auto, and that is just not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So, <laughs> yeah. give um, so uh, he'll get so, he'll get a lot of that out of this. I mean, unless he's coming he, to it for mods. I get to be the we have Grand Theft Auto at home, Dad, and uh, <laughs> go like, hey, look at this. Yeah. How did he find out about Grand Theft Auto? Eh, it's probably best I not talk about that part. Oh, <laughs> oh there's a story there. No, let's just say uh, nobody in this household had a hand in that. Oh, oh, okay. Oh. All right. Oh, I, I thought maybe. Yeah. I thought maybe like somebody in school told him like another kid was. Well, I mean, I'm sure yeah. they talk about it at school. You never believe what I did at home. I smoked meth, and, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Sweet, I want to smoke dude. meth too." I'd like some meth as well. Um, the, the RP, the RP scene for the cops and robbers stuff that's in, uh, GTA online apparently is like thriving. Like that's a huge thing. Oh, the RP. Yeah. It's been around for a while. There people pretend to be what they are. The only problem is they're not doing it in VR. (laughs) You're right. But I I like those streams because a lot of the streams I follow are like they're cops and they're pulling people over for gnarly driving and, Watching those interactions is really interesting. I can see they're the really hardcore. It's it's like theater performance, like yeah. some performance art, right? Like they just yeah, it's yeah. It's, I, I guess it's a good environment. They inadvertently made a good. Env- I don't think when they were developing GTA Four, they're like we, you know what? As an underserved community, is the RP scene, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Oh, there's no they, way. all they all they have is the mail is the what's that place called? Oh no. Feel like such a new in World of Warcraft the the storm Goldshire fight. yeah Goldshire. all the RPs yeah. RPers have really is Goldshire and no. well they got Final Fantasy fourteen too yeah. but uh, there's not many RP like strongholds is there I, a I lot think. of RP happening in your VR chat thing that you like is there like actual RP happening in there do you think I think RP well I, I don't know no because there's no there's no fictional world yeah but role playing takes on a different connotation yeah so. There's RPing and there's ERPing, but no one's like, I'm an off. Well, actually, that's not true because um, there's the uh, whole Kmart world uh, where people pretend to be employees at Kmart. It's the prices are faithfully done and people shop at Kmart and you go to the checkout and buy things. I haven't personally experienced this. I watched a video about it. Wow. And um, and then some people try to steal, and then you got to catch the people stealing. There's this whole, there, yeah, there is our, the, the actual question is yes, there is a robust RP okay. thing. I just haven't done it. I've, I've mostly been, oh, I've mostly, wait a minute. I go to why like, I go to nightclubs. But why, <laughs> but why, that makes sense to me, right? Nightclubs are at least a place where the, I, I get the, the translation. Like there's but, some like role playing in the sense that you got furries and you got like, yeah, but why, ca- why Kmart? Why is that anyone's fantasy? Stuff, like, you know what I miss? Shopping at a Kmart. Let's make a fantasy world where <laughs> I can. It's that be a internet game irony. I mean, who wants to be a cop? That's like the scariest job ever. You know, you can't you can't actually shoot anybody, but it's fun, right? You yeah. Know, I mean, the around. cop the cop versus robbers thing makes sense to me. It's as old as time. Like, we're the bad guys. You're the good guys. Let's now do our thing. Sure. But yeah. but Kmart. Oh, I got a deal on pants. Sweet. I'm yeah. over here by the yeah. clothes. I, oh, I don't get it. I think it's better. I think. I think there's more humor and creativity in, in going deep on the lamer things than going on the obvious things. I but so. I see your point. I, I see your point. You you make a good point. Just an odd but odd you know location. I think before we judge, we should 
We have to get John a headset. I, I feel like, I, you know, if he keeps holding out, I'm going to have to get him one. Because I want we should, all three of us are going to log in and we're going to go to Kmart together. Yeah, that would be fun. I tried watching that HBO documentary of like we met online, which was all in VR chat. Yeah. Like the whole thing. And yeah. I, it made some part inside me curl up <laughs> break off into and a die. tight ball and lock itself in a drawer <laughs> and i turned it off i think i made it about 15 minutes in before yes yeah, like, no, that, that's the nope. vr thing <laughs> i you're, gotta you're, get out of here you're, you're watching flat screen content about what is a vr it just doesn't translate well i don't think it's the vr part just doesn't that you're worried about you're worried about like the weird bullshit that go oh you're gonna have a sexual awakening in there is that what you mean <laughs> no i think that's what he's saying no i don't think i'm going to no oh it's the I reverse just, you felt no like- it just made me i like it the term gets so overthrown but it just was very cringy it just made me uncomfortable to yeah, watch and i was right. just like eh, well we'll go nah. fine we'll go hang out with mountain dew man it's fine there's something for everyone in beer chat don't <laughs> some well, people like make it like a big romantic you know this is my world to express myself why 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 thing which is great i don't I said, wow, 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 it sounds disparaging, but, you know, there's some sensitive <laughs> people is, but, yeah. in there that love that world. But then there's the, you know, funny wow, wow, wow. Kmart, like we'll go to Kmart, we'll steal something. It'll be fun. It's, it'll be more of a troll experience. Uh, look, we could do this. Here's what we'll do without spending $300, John, or whatever it's yeah. on gone up to now. Is it already up? Yeah, it's definitely not happening now that it's more expensive. Yeah, the 399 now. But look, but let's say, say all you got to do, it's free. You get it on Steam. You just get real close to your screen so that you can <laughs> no, pretend like work. whatever. And then we go into Kmart, see if it, if it blows your mind, then chuck the 400 bucks at it. How about we do, we just silhouette me in front, like mystery science theater style, and I will just provide commentary over you and Bo hanging out in VR. That actually could be pretty fun. Yeah. The, the more he fights back, the stronger I want to buy it. <laughs> The more he fights, the more I want to throw $400 at him. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, so where was I? Oh, Witcher 3. Awesome. GTA 5. Played some of that. It's fine on there. I'm not really looking to play that again, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Alan Wake is really good on the Steam Deck. Holy shit. I think I'm going to play through Alan Wake for the first time. It's really, really? good. You don't think that game's too scary? I think you? it is too scary, but not in that <laughs> format. On the Steam Deck, it's not as scary. It's not as scary because it's on here. It's like out here. You can this- throw that Steam Deck away if it's. <laughs> yeah, I can huck it. Although, hucking your controller when you're talking Steam Deck is you throw your no, whole 600 you don't bucks do at the But you can hide it under the blanket. Yeah. Um, I also played Party Hard 2, which is that I've told you guys about it years ago, but it's basically a, a 2D Hitman. Uh, 2D stylized kind of Hitman. It's got kind of 3D elements, but really it's like this cool indie game where you go to these giant rave parties and you got to kill certain people. There's <laughs> there's <laughs> these trippy... <laughs> you got to look it up. Dude, I'm it's telling you. Game. You, go to, you go to clubs and shoot them up. <laughs> it's great. Party Hard, Party Hard yeah. 2 is awesome. Um, and you, you can sabotage like the food there and everyone gets poisoned or you can blow up one of the speakers and on the dance floor and it takes out six or seven people or whatever. Yeah, it looks uh, sweet, man. It's yeah, an it's, odd game, but very good. Um, and the chat's saying, no way Scott plays through these. I've, I've played through Saints Row the Third before. I beat Ukulele back when it was on a just on my PC. I've played Witcher 3, not entirely to the end, but almost to the end. GTA 5, I beat the story. So I beat most of these already, chat room. You smarty pantses. All right, uh, Ace Combat 7, I got on sale the other day. 
I was on sale for like eight bucks or something. And I always wanted this. So I got it. And then I played it. And man, if you want to... Okay. I like certain games when they insert a bunch of anime bullshit. Uh I'm all in on. And I like what they do here with it. It's so... (laughs) It's so... It's so like contrasty because the game itself uses these amazing realistic uh, looking planes and the the combat and the ground outside everything you do in this game looks so real and so top gun and just so ready to rock but the story they intertwine about it and the world you're supposedly existing in the countries that are fighting each other it's the most anime stupid thing you've ever heard and it's I don't know why, but it freaking works for me. No, I understand the contrast, Scott. It's like when you're watching a serious anime, but then for a moment of levity, they blow it out and make it really weird. You got to have the contrast. I don't know if it's like that. See, this contrast sounds like exactly what you know, because this contrast exists intrinsically from the get go and never goes away. It isn't just (laughs) brief moments of it. It's always happening. And so this constant like contrast between <coughs> a serious looking airplane sim sim it's not a sim but it kind of looks like one and then having this really ridiculous over the top anime style story being told behind the scenes and in front of you and in cutscenes it's freaking great so i've been playing a little bit of that it's great on the steam deck and then into the breach did their big update uh, we just talked about them being on the and it is Netflix a big thing. update you can confirm <laughs> it is a big update that it, that literally be, Everything I've read, and John and I talked pre-show about it a little bit, but it basically is a new game. It's it's almost like a, a whole new added game to the game that was already there. And uh, I already love that game, and now I love it even more. That game's rad. Um, Into the Breach Into the rules. Breach is, is super good. Yeah. But I don't know if there's a game where when you make a stupid decision, you get more mad at yourself than Into the Breach. Yeah, that's where true. Where you set it up and you're like, yeah, this is going to go great. And then something happens and you're like, the biggest idiot that ever existed on this planet. I'm yeah. so mad at myself. You get knocked into a building, just destroy the building. You're like, I should have known that was going to happen. That happens a lot, but it's also, I feel like it's the kind of game that because the scenarios are kind of not simple, it's not what I mean. It's actually kind of genius the way everything's designed, um, but knowing what a thing is going to do before it does it, so you can try to plan ahead, it, it creates a sensation of like really a thinking man strategy game. But at the same time, the stakes aren't so high that everything's lost. Like, I, I really like the balance they've struck here. And I'm telling you, these guys, they made FTL. And then they made this. I don't know what their next game is. But they feel like this indie developer I'll follow to the ends of the earth. Like, it doesn't matter what they make. I'm there. I'm all in. And this is a good time to mention the other turn-based strategy game that we were looking forward to. Or at least I think John and I, at, at, uh, maybe Bo was. But the... Um, uh, the the turn the turn based uh, oh geez the the one based on the SNK game the the Neo Geo game the oh, Metal Slug Metal Tactics, Slug Metal Slug Tactics yeah. got pushed to next year so we were just yeah, talking I saw about your that post about that yeah. it's a bummer really yeah, as long as it's good the usual as long as it's good yeah fine uh, so there's my Steam Deck story of the week uh, I also played brand new out yesterday Two Point Campus. You might say that sounds oh, familiar. Right. It's the same people and engine and all that as Two Point Hospital, which I already had. Uh, I think I have that on Steam. This came out on Game Pass, so it's on both computer and Xbox. Uh, it is 
this is going to sound like a knock against it. It's actually not. It's actually a positive. Two Point Campus is a you're, you're it's a it's a tycoon game, very cartoony and goofy, and over the top, just like Two Point Hospital was, <clears throat> but it's basically not whole cloth, but in a lot of ways, it's a reskin of the game, and I'm a hundred percent okay with it because I to do much more like what the elements they put in Two Point Hospital were almost perfect. So this is a refinement of that, and it's it's really good. It's really well made. I only had a chance to play about two hours of it, but so far, Two Point Campus is rad. It's really fun to play with a controller. I was surprised by that. Um, mm. They thought that through real well, and uh, like I say, it's on Game Pass, ran without a hitch, and it's cool. And it's you know essentially free if you have Game is Pass. It, so, do you manage like the students and the teachers and like getting classes done? Or like, oh yeah. So you have like a whole, um, you start small, but you, your, your goal is to build a giant sprawling camp, you know, multi-campus university. And when you start, you start pretty small. You got like one, uh, room where they do the, you know, what do you call it when a professor does his, uh, um, auditorium. Yeah. It's like an auditorium, but what do you call it? He's doing a, he's doing a blank. Offering a course. I can't think class. of the lecture. 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 That's Thank it. you. That's yeah, what I meant. Yeah, we got it there. But it's all goofy shit. Like the the one like hospital was this way too. Like people would come in with their head was replaced with a light bulb, and it's a specific disease, and you had to try to treat the guys with light bulb heads, and and so it's it's always over the top. It's not meant to be realistic stuff at all. The science class in this in this campus game. The students are all in there doing ridiculously over-the-top science fiction stuff. It's all very funny and animated and everything. Um, so they're not trying to be hyper-realistic with any of this. And they really lean into the tropes of, like, better have, you know, uh, burp. They, their, their cola there is called burp cola. So you got to have burp cola machines. You got to have snack machines. Make sure the students have a shower or else they all get super gross. Like, they're, they're playing on all these tropes of, you know, college kids and all that. Um, and you get different classes, different professors, janitors, you got to hire to keep the place clean. They kind <laughs> of just go about their business once you let them go, but you can get in and micromanage each one of them, change who's getting paid what per year to work there. This, this professor's unhappy with his job. So either give him a raise or fire him and hire a new guy, like a lot of that kind of stuff. And, um, again, it, it, it is exactly what, Two Point Hospital was to hospital as this is to to the campus style stuff. It's really just kind of it almost feels like you could have done this as a not an add on. It is a proper that'd sequel. Be weird. I have a town. It consists of a hospital and a campus. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's a it's a proper sequel. I don't want to undersell it because it it really is. But it, I guess this is good news if you really like hospital like I did. You're just gonna ease right in. It's it's great. It's like oh more of this. I guess and, what you're saying is it uses a lot of the same underlying mechanics. Just yeah, just a different application. For the or yeah, way, well said. Well, well said. What, what, what problems are you like solving like for the students like? So you're trying to keep their grades They're up. The higher the part. higher the grades, oh. the the higher the grades, the better your school yearly grades. revenue goes. And they really lean into that about how much schools gouge students and, you know, student debt and all that. They're kind of making fun of all that. Um, but you're supposed to like improve the oh, Do you give loans in this game at all? <laughs> oh yeah, you can get loans. Totally can. And oh, give can loans. you give loans to the students? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's I haven't gotten hilarious. to that part, but well, I got I'm loans. Kind of, I, I'm kinda of interested. Two two point hospital passed me by. So you really enjoy this. I do. I like these kind of games a lot. They're fun. 
Um, and so, this, this one just seems to be super competent. Uh, from a technical standpoint, it runs better than Hospital did for me on PC. Don't know why. I think they just optimized it. I don't know. Um, what else can I say? Probably about built on the same engine and stuff. Like you know, what I, like I'm assuming a lot of what they worked on post launch of Two Point Hospital is. Oh yeah. To yeah. improve that game has made it into. No doubt. It, it, I'm looking at Two Point Hospital now, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's pretty much you know the same. It's very similar. the the building The building tools did improve some, at least for console and the controller use, which I'm a fan of, and I thought that turned out really good. Um, it's just a really fun, satisfying game. It's funny. It's like genuinely funny. Do you and, have a favorite course? Um, course? What do you mean? Oh, school. Uh, oh, so like, so like far, I've only unlocked uh, science. I forgot what they called it. It had a funny name. It's a special kind of engineering science. And then the other one I opened was is it literature or some kind of some. I can't remember. <laughs> I, I run the school. I'm not a nerd. <laughs> I, run, <laughs> I don't. I don't. Know I, I, unlo- I only unlocked it right before the show, so I, I didn't have time. But um, uh, it's, I'm kind of excited about it. I'm just curious. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. It's a good time. If it's you guys liked the first one, anyone out there listening, or if you didn't try it, this is definitely super accessible given the Game Pass connection. So. They probably turned down hot oh. Sony money. It's on <laughs> yeah. Game, it's on, is this on Game Pass? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Both PC and uh, console. Because it's fifty three ninety nine. Yeah, it's I a full retail game. Games I'm kind of I'm kind of tapped out for the gaming budget. So, well, Let me know if you play it. I'm curious what you think. Because I know you like a good management game. So you might like yeah, it. There's a bunch of stuff that just got added to Game Pass that I'm... I'm thinking of trying cooking, cooking simulator. simulator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched you play some, and I was like, "That looks like so much fun," but I never want to spend the money to buy it. Now you don't have now, to. Now that I has can. a VR. That has a VR edition, by it the does. way. If you are trying that one out, you are right. Is it, it does? It, uh, does Xbox have the VR one? No, no. Uh, I mean, there's no VR helmet for for Xbox, but there, but the PC version, and it's on PC, so you can do it there. Yeah, but. I guess not. I mean, because you can you can direct link up to Oculus, but then I guess that would be the Oculus Store. So. Yeah. Well, I think you can do it through. You can oh, probably buy it on Oculus Store. I don't actually know. Maybe this. Maybe the PC client for Game Pass uh, will work with mixed reality sets. I don't know. Maybe. Um, well, because sometimes you can run. Like if you can run it standalone, you can. Um, you can run standalone apps that aren't in environments through your headset. Right. It's possible. Yeah. Right. That one might. I'm not sure. But um, anyway, it's very. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, a two point is amazing. Uh, cooking simulator has some DLC. I don't know if that's on game pass or not. Probably could buy it, but, uh, they have DLC for like apocalyptic stuff. So like you're in a bunker and you got to cook for people using like bare necessities and they found an old gopher. So you got to make food out of that and stuff like that. And that looks interesting. I may want to, I may want to play with that. Um, and then the other one was a game from 2016, which has been on my hard drive forever. And I think I put it off because everybody told me that it wasn't as good as some of the competing games or there was some other thing with it. And I decided... It came out at a busy time. I think that was it, mainly. Um, But I also heard it was one of the best stories in open world games and that it shouldn't be missed for that alone. And that, you know, as long as you were cool with, like, the gameplay of your typical GTA, then then you're good. Uh, The game is Mafia 3. It's set in the 60s. And that's a big jump from Mafia 2, which was your typical mob 1940s, you know, sort of, hey, she, look what I got here, she, that kind of stuff. And this is this is in the 1960s. It's post-Vietnam. Um, it's 
really good. I don't know why I put that off. I don't. I'm I'm kind of irritated. I slept on that because. Let's see, when did it come out? I wonder what came out with it. Because I was in the same boat. I was actually really looking forward to this, and I missed it as well. 2016, and I don't know what time of year though. So I don't know what it was up against. Probably, I mean, Doom came out that year. Um, uh, October seventh, 2016. So let's see, October. 2016 game releases. Uh, I don't know what it was up against that fall. It must have been. Yeah, I don't know stuff. what it would have been. Mafia 3, Gears of War 4. Oh, we did play Gears of War. F- Wait, or was it 5 we played? 5 no, we played. That. Yeah, we played 5. I Titan can't. Fall 2. Yeah, but that game got overlooked too, I'd argue. Oh, yeah. you know what? Maybe it's just another damn Call of Duty was just r- wiping everybody else out. I don't know. I don't remember, but it was something like that. And I just remember people saying, eh, it's, bu- it's got some bugs or whatever. Well, that's all worked out. And this is the like definitive edition. And what I've played so far, man. So I talked to Liam O'Brien about this because he helped direct it as well. The voice work on it. The voice works amazing. He's actually in it. And are there, there are some racist a-holes in this video game. Like, on purpose. Oh, really? It's it's written to be in the sixties, your protagonist is a black man who just got back from Vietnam. That's who you control. Uh Lincoln, I forgot his last name. He's cool, but he's getting a lot of and he always oh, in the South. He's in this game's version of New Orleans. And the sixties were rough down there for anyone of color. And the game's not afraid to like look that stuff in the face. Like it's it's I think that's maybe what I'm enjoying the most is it's not it's not that's like how the it. mobster movies do it, where they don't, you know, whether it's like American Gangster or whatever, they that stuff is yeah, it's harsh, right? That stuff is depicted, you know, not not cleared, you know, the good ones, right? It's, it's tackled head on and just demonstrated for what it and is, and that's definitely what they're doing here. So I took the character played by Liam O'Brien, who was being so racist. I put this up on Twitter and I immediately slammed his head into an oven cooker thing and set him on fire and killed him. So there was, that was fun. And I sent that to Liam and he's like, Oh yeah, I remember doing that. That game was hard to make. And I said, really? He goes, he goes, yeah, it was just all the subject matter. You know, we had to, we had to do it and we were going to do it and we were going to do our best work, but it was still, he still had to say, you know, they had to drop a lot of N words and that must be hard, especially when, you know, you know, you know, you're doing it for the art, right? Like a movie or something. And when I see Benedict Cumberbatch in um, what movie is he all racist in? 13 Days a Slave or 13 Years a Slave. I wish it was Days. That would have been better on the slaves. But you know what I'm saying? It was something like that. Yes. And he's just a racist bastard, which he's not at all in real life. But to do those roles, you have to say some heinous business. Anyway. Well, that was one of the demands that they had for uh, when the voice actor strike happened was that um, because so often projects around video games are are secretive. Yeah. Um, one of the things they were looking for was if they get contracted to do voice work and there's questionable content, they need to be notified and have the ability to turn it down based on not wanting to say certain things or deal with certain subject matter. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was really an interesting thing because you don't think about it. Video game companies want to be cagey about what you want to record. They hire you, you come in and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, so you're a racist and you're going to be saying all this. And you're like, what? Yeah. I don't feel comfortable with that, you know? And you, you have all of a sudden this quandary of, do I, do I go along with it? Cause it's a gig. 
you know, what do I do? So well, that's I one mean, of their big demands. Lots mm-hmm. of people act as racists and lots of mo- or terrible people in lots of movies. It's oh, just, yeah, for they sure. Know, they know about it, right? You can, they, you can yeah. still say yes. You can still be yeah. like, yes, I will play the pedophile in this movie that's serious uh, with Meryl Streep in it. About yeah. The subject. That's exactly. What, but in that's games, what, uh, what's his know. face said when he took the role. Um, not Carrie Fisher. Freaking what's his name? Um <laughs> what's his name? Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip oh, Seymour yeah. Hoffman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In that movie, Doubt. Doubt. Yeah. 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 Well that, yeah, I wasn't making jokes. I was making serious acting commentary there. <laughs> right. About that stuff. Sure. But, um <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, at least but he, Philip Seymour Hoffman, he knew before he took on the role that he was Exactly. That's the difference. Playing a stinker. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, so I guess voice voice actors are not first that seems weird that they I, mean, I get that they could just be given lines to read, but yeah. wouldn't they want the voice actors to, I don't know. Collaborate a in a bigger bit? way. Yeah, well, I think I see, but and I don't want to make that comment about this game in particular, because I don't actually know. It's probably, they. I mean, he helped direct, so he probably had all the knowledge about what it was going to be. Yeah, I'm sure Liam did a great job. I'm, and he but, did. He really did a good job, and he's, of course, always good in what he does. But um, And he listens to the show, so Liam, if I'm getting any of this wrong, feel free to text me and tell me I'm an idiot. But yeah, me um, too, because yeah. that was my understanding from somebody <laughs> on the outside. Yeah, I and just it, do dumb voices on this show. I don't know anything about not. any union. It's very good, though. <laughs> I, that game kind of surprises me. Also, the way it looks. It looks great. The facial stuff is kind of, I don't know, feels newer than 2016. It's it's real good. So anyway, I'm going to keep playing that. I mean, maybe it maybe it drags in the latter half, and that's why people, I, I, don't, I don't know. But Mafia 3 so far, treat me okay. Uh, John, you played some games uh, this week as well. Uh, a few mobile games I see. What'd you do? Oh, man, the last campfire is so good. Did you play that? Yeah, let's talk about it. I played some mobile games. Woo! Really uh, changing things around here. Yeah. Uh, this is the John Plays Mobile Games uh, section of the talk. What's uh, happened to the show? If you I had, yeah. signed up for Apple Arcade. Yeah. Yeah. I did it because Let's You're be a traitor honest. to the I anti-mobile community. I <laughs> the don't to deal with mobile bullshit. Yeah. So the quickest way to know that I'm not going to do that is to sign up for a service that doesn't allow it on their platform. Although I will say this and we'll get to it at the end. You can still tell where it exists you just don't have to participate in it which is nice mm. like you see it there you you select something that has a weird gem or crown icon next to it mm. and the game will just let you do it but you know why that gem or crown is there sure. you know somewhere there's somebody playing some free version of a game going i gotta put money if i want to buy this you just have the nice benefit of being able to do it for free yeah um, so crazy there's some province so, there's some province in china where somebody's playing that exact game but they have to buy gems and you're just subbing out of it basically that's what's happening so i played three mobile games uh this week and i one of them i sunk hours into Mm -hmm. uh and we'll get to that in a minute but let's start with the last campfire and it was the first one that i played seemed like a really good choice it's by the people who made no man's sky uh, it is a beautiful, charming little game. It sounds great. The The audio is amazing. The voiceover is good. I know you talked about this before, Scott, and um, you played some of the audio of the narrator. Like It's a very soothing kind of game. 
Um, but this was my first step in the weird issue that I'm going to continue to have with VR or okay. not VR with right. mobile. Sorry, right. I'm thinking about VR. <laughs> um, this, this is going to be a recurring theme because for me, I looked at it. I was like, this is beautiful. It plays well, mm-hmm. controls nice. Mm-hmm. I like everything I'm seeing and doing here. And I played it for about 15 minutes and then I put it down and I had zero desire to ever go back to it. Really? That because great. I don't want to pick up my phone and play a video game. Yeah. If it was on Steam, I probably would have launched it later that day and played more of it. If it was on my PC uh, or a console, you know, uh, more likely. By the way, but it is I in all those places, for those wondering. We can buy it anywhere, but yes. Uh, it, in fact, it's overwhelmingly positive reviews on Steam, but your point isn't that. Your point is if it was there and that's where you were playing it, you would probably... I probably would have kept right, playing it, yeah. Right. Yeah, Yeah, but when I'm sitting down with my phone, I'm not sitting down to play one of those types of games, though I appreciated its existence and thought, wow, this looks really good. This is amazing. Such high quality and it it plays really well. Um, But I don't sit down with my phone to do that. And so I had no desire to go back and do it again, Uh, which kind of continued to be the trend with the other game I played. Although this one, I will say it is so in my wheelhouse that I am getting the urge to keep playing it. Mm. But now it's on the other side because now it's, I have the urge to play more of it, but now I'm frustrated that I can't play it where I want to play it. Uh, and that is a game called uh, Fantasian. Mm-hmm. It is by the uh, original creator of the Final Fantasy series. Oh, that game's uh, good. Sorry, go it ahead. It is awesome. Yeah. It is really good. It's Final Fantasy. They're making a modern Final Fantasy, but the people who made Final Fantasy are doing it. They're making another one. It's on mobile. Um, that game looks amazing. That game plays great. It It is right there in everything i enjoy Mm -hmm. so solid recommendations but again i haven't spent very much time with it because sitting there playing on a mobile device isn't exactly like i just i sit there and i'm like yeah i want to play more of that i don't want to get my phone all set up to play it like Mm -hmm. i wish i could just launch steam and play this stupid thing like it's so weird because i understand that on the phone is technically more convenient i carry that with me in places but then I'm going to worry about battery life. And then I'm going to worry about how stupid hot the phone is getting. Because once upon a time, Samsung phones burst into flames. So now anytime my phone gets a little hot, I assume the same thing's going to happen to me. I just don't, I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. So I will probably go back to that one because it is so, it is so good. But I had the same issue as with the other one where it's like, it's a cool experience, but I don't know if I like playing it on mobile. I kind of yeah, wish it was elsewhere. That is kind of the issue. I, I totally feel that um, as well. But that game, I, w- I also wish that, f- and it may one day because they run out of these contracts, but that Fantasian game would be really cool somewhere else. The, the, the decision to make those diorama kind of looking miniature and it was all handcrafted too which is amazing but like you walk into one of the buildings right yeah it's all photographed so you have these little little miniature pieces of furniture and and it's weird and ethereal and other other otherworldly but this really solid turn-based jrpg all these mechanics built into it it's very good it's a really cool game and is currently on ios only ipad as well 
Um, and I don't know if that'll ever end up outside of Apple Arcade. Uh, maybe, maybe one day. But the pedigree's there. It's a cool game. But I feel you on the whole. Yeah, I mean, you know, had to pull your. Phone I also want to say, Square Enix, what are you doing? You would have sold another copy of basically every Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster mm-hmm. if your mobile port allowed controller support. Yeah. That's what I wanted to buy. I went there and I was like, you know what? I didn't get my Steam Deck. It really hurts. Every time Scott talks about it and he won't stop talking about it, it makes me die (laughs) a little bit on the inside and I feel a little sadder. It's not like VR where I'm like, I don't know what I'm missing. So, you know, whatever. Like I can hear Bo talk about that all day. And there's there's a degree of like, I wish I understood, but I don't envy that he gets to play in vr it's just that like i don't understand that feeling it's like if you were colorblind and someone describes the color blue to you is very nice you're like okay i guess um but this is a case where i'm genuinely envious and i was like man it would be so cool to play through all those final fantasies again on a handheld Uh, i was like oh i could do it i could do it with the phone and i went and looked and not a single one of them in fact, Square Enix's games in general don't do any sort of controller support for it. Mm-hmm. And I, one of my biggest complaints is I don't think the for the games that work with the phone, it's a fantastic way to control a game. For games that are clearly not designed to be controlled with a phone, I hate it. Mm-hmm. And so they they missed out on a sale there. But then again, they also haven't put those things on any consoles, including the Switch, which everybody asks for. So. You know, they'll just continue to leave money on the table and complain about how things are underperforming, I guess. Yeah, that's the, but, uh, that's their future. The last game, the game I spent more hours playing than probably anything else this week. Mm. The mobile game that captured my imagination and then captured my wife's imagination to where she subscribed for Apple Arcade. Mm. And she got it and started playing it. It's a little game, maybe never heard of it. Solitaire Plus. <laughs> Solitaire gets you every time. Yeah. I yeah. am so annoyed that this grand experiment into mobile gaming yeah. concluded with me going, hell yeah, Solitaire, everybody. <laughs> Solitaire is back. Oh. Finally, we can play the most boring, lonely card game ever on our phones in an iteration that has real like i'm a cool dad i made solitaire plus energy like Mm. this game is bizarre it is it is solitaire that thinks it's cool despite the fact that everyone knows what solitaire is yeah because you win and they're like hey look at all those solitaire cards look we made it into an airplane and it flew around because you won solitaire isn't that cool yeah that's like no (laughs) that's not cool it's like you unlock that animation you can you can look at that anytime you you got a little dopamine out of there i don't i don't want to it's stupid they're like look you beat solitaire again it made a cat face what do you think of that (laughs) i think that's stupid i don't care why do you think it's so exciting but despite its real dad energy uh i think that this game is really uh, it's really good version of solitaire And it is what I ultimately think I need to be looking at for mobile games. As much as I avoid 
mobile games. And that's Mm -hmm. why I played the last campfire. That's why I played Fantasian was because I was like, no, give me real ass games. I don't want to play mobile bullshit. Uh But at the end of the day, mobile bullshit is what your phone is for. It's not for those other two games. It's for picking up a game while you're taking a crap and going, I'm play solitaire. (laughs) That's what it's for. Solitaire. Yeah, solitaire is so good. Yeah, don't play the this. Don't play euchre and cribbage and solitaire. Like grab solitaire. So it's. I mean, still, I can't. Know. I can't help it. It's what I played. It's what yeah. I did. Well, and I well. played hours of it. I've played <laughs> so many games of solitaire this past week. It's you should play solitaire. It's pretty much the same thing, just a little. Cooler. I think I have played it actually. Solitaire oh, is like a road li- roguelike meets. Solitaire. I have it on my phone. Yeah, it's so good. I, I have I it on think Steam. At the I end of the game. day, like I liked it. I'm. This is gonna sound like I'm bashing. Oh, you played it already. Okay, you've already played it. I don't know if I played that, but there's a bunch of games that use solitaire as a baseline for. Uh, like a story-based game or something fancier, and I've definitely played one or two of them. I just don't know if it was Solitarica. Um, But I think at the end of the day, like, I don't want it dressed up. I just want to, like, I want to sit down and go, I got five minutes. Am I going to win this round of Solitaire? Nope. Okay. Well, five minutes have gone by, and I I did a thing during that time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's ultimately, you know, I think the mobile experiment is going to continue again through Apple Arcade because there's a lot of stuff I don't want to deal with. Uh, and that's the game where you can see it. That's the game where it's like, because I, I, I looked and I was like, hey, you can change your card back, but I bet they don't have a weird castle with bats. They totally do. But mm. mysteriously, there was a crown next to it. And I was like, Jesus, they make you pay for the crown with bats. <laughs> uh, or the castle with bats. What a joke. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that was my experiment with mobile gaming. I'm not exactly sold on it. I don't exactly know what games I should get on it. Apple Arcade seems like a great way if you want to experiment with mobile games uh, to be able to do it. backbone with it? Oh, yeah, we, but we. I should mention we all we got some backbones here. Um, we're not quite ready to review them, but we got the new PlayStation looking ones. And so, John, you probably played those first two games on here, right? That's how I, I did. Them. I didn't know how much we were allowed to say, so I didn't want to. I didn't want to say too much. Yeah. But yes, we 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 did get them. Later on, we'll talk more about them. But um, but here here's my my grand take, and I've said this before about my old my old one because I have the black one as well that I bought last year. Um. The kind those kinds of games you just mentioned, those two games in particular, Last Campfire and Fantasian, really play well on a device like this. Um, if you're gonna play solitaire though, you're just gonna flip, right? You're just gonna I mean you're just gonna have the thing in your hand. Yeah, I just did uh, yeah, just played with my yeah. hand. We'll talk more Although, about this. Actually, hey Square Enix, I think the stupid solitaire game does have controller support, oddly enough. Yeah, they have to. The the, the, the rule with uh, all Apple Arcade games, they have three rules. They have to run on a Mac. They have to have controller support uh, as well as touch. Oh, really? Touch, touch, mouse, keyboard. That's surprising. Yeah, yeah, that's their rule, and it has to support. I would figure um, it'd be like they have to have touch support, right? Okay. Well, definitely, they definitely have to have that. But um, yeah. they have to have controller support, keyboard support, mouse support, and cross save support. That's the rule wow. they have on their stuff. So wow. it's actually good. I really like that they do that, but. How many games you get with your Apple Arcade? Uh, I think they're up to, oh geez, I mean it's like four There's bucks a month. There's a lot of them. I yeah. mean the the 
part that I have the hardest time with is like all of them look bad. Like that's the hard part is like my brain is so trained to like see the little mobile icons and immediately hate it. That yeah. like when I got into the arcade, I was like, yeah, I was really excited about this. It's like mobile experiment, going to play a lot of games. And I got in there and I was just like, I yeah. started looking at the icons and felt nothing but disdain and disgust. And I was like, I don't want to download any of these games, which is probably why I wound up with the two initial ones I did. I was like, all right, last campfire and Fantasian feel safe. I'll start there. I don't even know how I wound up with solitaire. I don't know where that came from. I download the Star Trek game. I feel like that game like did a men in black flashy thing at my face, made me get it. And then I forgot all about it because I don't know why I downloaded that it. Star Trek game is one of those gotcha games without the microtransactions. And I got really into it because I, I didn't did see it. I was curious about it. Yeah. Um, I do kind of want to I do kind of want to try it. It's fun. Although, actually, this is a good point. Do you think Square is not doing controller support because Sony is planning to release a mobile platform and they want to be bought by Sony? This is a super tinfoil hat, but that's tinfoily as hell. I I don't know. I honestly, based on my experience playing their ports of recent Final Fantasies or beloved Final Fantasies, I think they're just lazy as shit. They just want your money because they have want to put in a bunch of work to get it. They have other games. Their Battle Royale on mobile that uses controller that has controller support. They just they're kind of just sometimes they want to, sometimes they don't. It doesn't make any sense. I would play six on mobile if it supported controller. Yeah. Yeah, I was don't. ready. I was I was there. Yep. Um and it just doesn't, which is a shame. It's annoying. Uh real quick, uh found out the number. It's 180 plus titles at the moment. So it's quite a bit. And there's really good stuff in there. How many of those are solitaire? <laughs> no, there it's it's more at least it's, one. it's way less the games you're thinking of and way more like trying to be full games. And there's some that are okay. really excellent in there. Um it's just if you can't do mobile, they're still mobile games. You know, they, they, they don't have any of the crappy payment stuff. They don't, they aren't predatory. Like all that goes away. But if your whole, but if your hangup is I'm playing them on my phone and that's inconvenient, it's not going to sell you because yeah. they're still mobile games, you know, and controller support helps and all that stuff. And being able to play it on your TV is cool. And all those things, you know, that come for four bucks or whatever it is a month, it's a really good value, but you know, they're still mobile games so for whatever that's worth. But yeah, I I would recommend Fantasian if you if you like the Final Fantasy series at all. uh, That game was really good. I didn't give it a ton of time uh, because I didn't give any of these games a ton of time besides Solitaire. But genuinely fantastic game. Nice. What is Tower of Fantasy? What is that? (laughs) It's Genshin Impact. Yeah. So Bo played a lot of Genshin Impact, and he talked a lot about its visual style and how pretty it looked. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to get into Genshin Impact. Well, a new MMO light, I don't know. Maybe you just call it an MMO. uh, Tower Fantasy came out, and it was free to try. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a go. And I downloaded it, and I loaded it up, and I got into it, and I played it for about 20 minutes. And then I went, what are we doing? Mm. <laughs> and, I, yeah. and I uninstalled yeah. it from my computer. Here, here. But, I had not look at it. It looks like shite sauce. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like Genshin Impact, it is 
very beautifully animated. I like the look of the game. Like it's mm. your your three D anime business in you know a good looking backgrounds and all that. Um, but it just it, as far as an MMO goes, it plays like a game that literally every other game out there does something better than it. So it I had a, a very passion. I I had a very quick feeling of like ah. Uh, this isn't for me and I don't like this and I, I uninstalled it. But at a certain point, this was going to be the only game I had to talk about. So I included it, but I genuinely don't have much to say. Um, I, I would say go do your own research on it. Don't listen to my recommendation, but like Diablo Immortal, it's a PC gaming experience that says tap anywhere to start. So that yeah. maybe tells you everything you need to know. I'll do it for you. Don't play this. Just like there you actively, go. I'll actively advocate. Just don't skip. Just skip. Please. This is just a full on skip. I didn't right. have to try it. I watched 30 seconds of it in the video and I went, yep, that was enough. <laughs> and I got, I got the ad for it on Twitter. Like, yeah, I know what this is. This is, if you value your time, skip. All right. I did not well, have a lot of fun with it, but I did play it. Proper Final Fantasy check-in, though. You're still playing through eight, I assume. That's still going. Yeah, playing through Final Fantasy eight, nearing the. Uh, I just started what would be the third disc if we were putting discs in the PC to play this game. But uh, I have to say this: Final Fantasy eight is way better than I remembered it being, and and I, it was already one I really liked. But back when I originally played it, I don't think I appreciated the story for what it was. And I don't think I understood a lot of what was going on in it. And going through it now older, I'm like, you know what? I find this story actually really endearing. I really like the characters more than I thought I did. I sadly identify with Squall more than I wish I did. Because he's the most like emo pain in the ass character in the world. But like the more I read his takes on things, because the game does a lot, a lot of internal dialogue of him Mm. where he's just sitting there. People will be talking to him, pouring their heart out to him. And he's just like, I wish people would leave me alone. And I'm just like, man, well, I understand you. (laughs) I get what it's like. Um, I really I really think this game is like a sleeper hit because I feel like so many people, you know, are, are way into seven. Um, and nine gets a lot of love too. Like if you, if you had to hold my feet to the fire, I probably would guess that nine is going to be my favorite of the PlayStation era, but I don't know. Mm. Um, but I think this game is actually a lot better than people remember. And again, I, the junction system, which is the big controversy of the game, I love. So it's kind of it, weird it was, like that. It was uh, all right. I I mean, it just it didn't hit the same level of popularity, but it's not, yeah, it's, it's all right. Hmm. So uh, quickly getting ready to close the book on that. I feel like I'm going through it uh, extraordinarily fast. I don't maybe it's just considerably shorter than what seven was, uh, which wouldn't surprise me because the fact that they're on the same console, the difference in quality of graphics is insane. What the extra time and knowing you're making it for the PlayStation and all of that. It's crazy what they were able to turn that console around to do yeah. when you compare the sprite, not sprite, but model work between seven and eight. You're like, oh, my gosh, you guys, what are you doing? Yeah. Whereas Cloud was like five pixels when he was running around on the mini map, like Squall actually looks like a human being. It's kind of weird. It is weird. I guess that's just you know you get longer in the cycle of a console, and you you just get a better handle on the hardware, and 
you know, all yeah. the tricks or whatever. Yeah. And if I remember right, I think seven, I think seven started development and they didn't even know they were going to be for the PlayStation. So I, I think there was a lot of stuff learning oh. as they go. And mm. I think seven was originally supposed to be Chrono Trigger uh, or Chrono Trigger was supposed to be seven and yeah. then they got shifted to the PlayStation. So there, there's been a lot of, I think there was a lot of learning on the fly with that one. Sure. And eight is definitely a refinement in terms of graphical fidelity and, and sound and stuff like that. So yeah, really enjoying that. And, uh, for about 30 minutes before we started the show today, cause I wanted to get one more thing to talk about. Uh, I tried Cult of the Lamb, which mm. came out today. Oh, yeah. I want to play this. Scott, you will love this game. I really? Think. I'm pretty sure. I this keep, game. Let me is ask you this. Awesome. Is it what everyone. Okay. Here's what I keep hearing. If you like Stardew Valley slash Animal Crossing, you know, that kind of stuff, and, yeah. you, and you like action based roguelites. That's this combined with a crazy story and premise, but that's that's essentially the game. Is that is that right to you? Does that it sound right? It seems to be accurate so far. I mean, the, the first 30 minutes is basically this. It sets up the premise, which is that there is a prophecy that a sheep is going to release this like great elder god that's going to destroy the lesser elder gods that bound it. So the lesser elder gods, or whatever they're called, decide they're going to kill all the sheep in the world and you are the last sheep to be uh, offered as a sacrifice. Instead, uh, through circumstances, you are tasked with forming a cult to worship this great chained elder god to bring about his release and return to the world. And you begin uh, a murder spree <laughs> to get rid of this, these other cultists that worship these, uh, these lesser gods and form a cult around this greater, you know, uh, deep God, whatever they call him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it yeah. plays a lot like Zelda. Um, you know, you're running around, you got your dodge, you got your slash, uh, you're a cute little sheep that sometimes has evil demonic eyes. Uh, seeing the screen, that was exactly what was happening as I said it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so it's got action, like fun action slash combat that I really enjoyed, but then, yeah, you do get to a point where you recruit a, a cultist follower and you can task him with chopping down wood or getting minerals and you start building you're following. You have to construct a campfire to keep your followers fed because you know you don't want them to starve to death. They need to keep worshiping along with you. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, there's like kind of a weird little city builder element to it so far as well on top of the going and adventuring. And it definitely seems like there's going to be some run-based elements because they, they talk about, you know, it almost sounds like Rogue Legacy where it's like, okay, there's four of these gods and you have to go to their domains and they each hold a chain that, that keeps your lord held in place. Yeah. So it sounds like they're going to be runs into their territory for resources and eventually you'll be strong enough to defeat them. And once you defeat all four of them, that's probably your end game right there. But it plays... I, I wish Tunic played as well as this game plays. I was like, going to ask about I that. I would have yeah. stuck with Tunic if it played like this. Like the controls on it are tight and feel good. Mm -hmm. uh, tight, tight. And really responsive. 
I really love the look of it. Everything is kind of looks like 2D in a 3D world, but really nicely drawn and really well lit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got a fantastic art style. The cultist, th- I, this was the real winning feature to me. This was the moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to play this game. Uh, when you recruit somebody to your cult and you indoctrinate them, uh, which is exactly what the prompt says, you get to pick what their name is and you get to pick what sort of animal they are. You can change them to a different animal if you want. So my first uh, indoctrinated follower was Scott <laughs> and there wasn't a frog. So I made him a turtle. Right. <laughs> and uh, so you're my you're my first follower in my cult nice. that I've created. Uh, you know, Bo will be joining soon. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. It's uh, it's fantastic. It's a charming little game in that like cutesy but dark things are happening kind of way. Yeah, and I can't wait to play more of this. This game is great. So, do you, so you so haven't far. had? Have you had much of a chance? It doesn't sound like it's a ton of a chance to play the stuff that's like that everyone says is like Animal Crossing or like Stardew. Not a lot. I got yeah. to the I got to the camp and. You know, they they basically I did some ordering a follower to gather resources and I built a campfire to cook food and I gathered berries to, to make a meal for Scott. Yeah, because uh, he was hungry. Yeah, I got to eat. And so I did that stuff, but I haven't gotten to anything more elaborate than that. Hmm. I'm sure it continues to grow. Uh, but that stuff all seemed basic uh, as far as its function, but in a way that I think is good. Like if you're going to do a game that does multiple things, you don't want it to be too complex on each layer. You want them to kind of be like, let's just get to the meat of it on the action. Let's get to the meat of it on the town building and stuff like that. Sure. And uh, not have it feel like it's too much work or too much effort. And so, so far that's exactly what it has felt like. And looking at the video you're putting up, like I can't wait to get some of these crazy powers and stuff. Cause right now I just slash things and dodge away from them. But this yeah. game is really, really cool from what I've, from what I've played so far. Again, that's about 30 minutes of experience. I could be back next week to tell you it's not good, but, uh, so far I've loved every bit of it the reviews have been pretty strong from like all the media outlets have reviewed it pretty well seam reviews are good so far uh the one thing i had a question about was what was it oh somebody on uh, some listener actually said in his playtime he felt like he was playing hades um like the combat reminded me of hades it may not be quite the same but you know that that tight sort of yeah, you you're deliberately doing a thing you meant to do and it felt good doing it and you can't wait to do it again. And then you get more weapons and powers and things that make you want to go and try new combinations that sound very Hades like to me the way. I describe yeah, it. I, I was reminded of Hades as well. Like, I wouldn't say it's one to one, but right. It, it rem- while I was playing it, I was like, man, this controls good. Like Hades was what I thought in, in my head while I was playing it. Yeah. So I yeah, think this looks I, like a good time. It's solid. I'm going to have to get it. Freaking Devolver never makes anything I don't like, so I probably just need to trust and go. Just pay for it. Yeah, buy it. Looks sweet. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, all right, good call on that. Uh, Bo. Hi. How You finished Half-Life, Alex. Uh, how did that... Yeah, it, I finished it. Satisfying uh, ending and, and all that. I do really say it's you know game of the year, probably the number one game everyone should be playing. Um, if you like games, 
Um, game of the year. If you don't play it, then you don't it's, like. It's been a stellar. Games. It's been a stellar experience. You, you play it you, when you get that experience. Like I wish I had got into this sooner. Mm. Why did I wait so long? I might have died and not tried this. You know, like it's that. It's that impactful. Wow. That's how I feel about about it. You know, I'm glad I, I got to it. Yeah. Um, so we can talk a little bit. I, we talked about it maybe on Discord. We. Can, I'm shocked that not more people talk about the ending of this game because mm. it pretty much pulls a Reaper of Souls. I don't know if you want spoilers because it's like, I'll never talk about it with you guys and you might never play it. And because mm. I think a lot of people didn't play this game. Well, like I mentioned, I went and read it because I guess I will part say, of me, oh, you did? There was, a, yeah. there was a part of me that was like, there is no way that Valve, the company that is constantly hounded nev- nonstop, for leaving the Half-Life 2 story unfinished with Episode 2, makes an entire game that is just a prequel that doesn't in some way address the ending yeah. of Half-Life oh, I've, Episode I've, 2. Yeah, I've got a clips uh, linked there, Scott, too, if you want to show oh, some yeah, of that okay. cool stuff in there. But yeah. um, the, the, uh, the ending of um, this game, I'm gonna, without spoiling it, I would say like, it's pretty much Half-Life 3 confirmed. Like the way it plays out, the way you experience it, they, you know, they have, they don't literally say it. It's not announced anywhere. But if you make a game like that with the ending that's there, I am expecting Half Life Three. It's mm-hmm. con- in my mind, it's confirmed. I may be disappointed, uh, but that's their fault. Not yeah, mine. but just a standard. Like a, you're talking about a Half Life Three that will. Be it confirms nec- Half Life Three, but not it's necessarily a, a VR game, though. Is what I'm saying, right? No, and like I, you know, I obviously did the rumor search. Like maybe there's an, well, your character Alex definitely gets recruited for more. Mm. So without trying to be as vague as possible, so Half Life Alex Two seems possible, as well as Half Life Three confirmed. So how do you how do they confirm it if it's a prequel? Because it's a prequel to all the episodes and the episodic because be, well, well that's where they, the this involves this where the spoiler but, starts. Oh, but let me right. tell you, it with, there's no doubt in my mind this confirms it. If we don't get a Half Life three, it's their fault for being sucky. Like that's especially we make this game with an ending like the, the way they showed. To me, me, you have this is like a hundred percent. Yep, we're doing a more Half Life. With the character you know and love, not Alex, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so let's go release stuff. Freaking okay. game already! Like, get off your shit! Like, take how many billions of dollars? Like, just spend and spend and spend on making Half Life Three till you get it out the door. I, I don't care what it takes at this point. They, they are, go. you know, they are. They gotta be. Let me let me put it this way, too, Scott. If you were Valve, right, yep. and people wouldn't shut up about make another Half Life, you can't leave it on the cliffhanger that you left it on. Like, you guys need to address this. Yeah and you made a Half-Life prequel, and you wanted to put those rumors to bed because you weren't going to do a follow-up, do you think you would acknowledge the cliffhanger? Or do you think you would just do a prequel and you'd pretend it didn't happen? Um, that's a really good question. Because they acknowledge, mm, yeah, the, the they acknowledge the cliffhanger. And you very direct, do that. Very directly, and not vaguely. Okay, yeah. if they do that, that that I mean, I already thought three would come eventually anyway, but 
and somebody didn't this just leak somebody did a store listing for half-life 3 with some crazy information and they pulled it immediately it was oh um, i didn't see that no somewhere that. oh where did i see it let's see if i can find it half-life 3 was my there? guess is based on what's there is that we'll get a half-life 3 flat screen game and then a half-life alex 2 so they'll continue the vr on the alex franchise and then a Half-Life 3 entry for flat-screen gaming. Or they just do one Half-Life 3 in both Alex and Gordon, or maybe part of it in some way that you can play as them. Or uh, You know, it could go either way. Sure, but, sure. you know, Gordon hasn't <laughs> died in the original 1-2 episodes, right? So yep. he also hasn't solved whatever's <laughs> happening. So yeah, we know, anything. even with <laughs> without Half-Life Alex, we know, like, there's unfinished business in, in this oh, narrative. Course, yeah. That, that people are clamoring to find out more. And Alex just reinforces that, yep, he's still got work to do, you know, like basically. And, and, um, yeah. So come on already. Like stop, just take a break from releasing porn games on steam. I don't like, think cut that's something that's out. If you got too much on your plate, like cut something out. I, I, that's just a suggestion. Maybe I something. don't think they, they make the potential Half-Life Three developers do. <laughs> They're like, "Hey, I was thinking maybe today, boss, I was going to work on Half-Life Three. No, you have to go launch yeah, more well, somebody, porn games on Steam. Someone has to press the button to add to store page, and it's going to be well, you. You know, whatever. You know, but, but <laughs> like, just I'm just saying, like they got no excuses. Like at a certain point, you're just like, I'm glad they released Alex. It probably took a lot to do, so they're working hard. But we need to start here and I need a teaser. They will. Look, it's uh, I need a Half-Life logo and But imagine being one you you own one of the most popular, explosively controversial, uh high expectation properties in the history of IPs. Like Half-Life sure. 3 is up there with the biggest thing ever. Like it's just is. And so I'm not surprised it's taken them a long time to decide how to execute. And and maybe VR was a was an off step where they could say, all right, well, we want to master this, and then we're going to make some decisions. Like, is this the future? And is it the only this future? Is the, this is the the blizzard blizzarditis too. It's like at a certain point, just hurry up and fail. Like, get it over with, right? When you're like, oh, I don't want to do this dangerous thing because I'm scared yeah. and I'm scared, yeah. and you drag it out for five hours. Like, get on the freaking roller coaster. And try it once, you know, like, or just walk away from it entirely, right? You know, you know what I mean? Like, that's that kind of paralysis that you get when it's like, yeah, just release it, like, do your best, but, like, accept on some level that, you know, maybe it will be not well-received. When was two? Two was 04? Yeah, that's, oh, my gosh, my son was four. He's 22 I now. Have, I just have a hard time believing, like, it would be, you know... It could be poorly received, but I have a hard time believing that they're not going to put out a quality product given what they've been able to do with the portals and the Half-Life. So, yeah. you know, just I think, yeah, I think when you reach a certain pedigree, it seems like it becomes an excuse at a certain point. At a certain point, you got to release a game, right? Like, because we don't live forever. Like, even the develop, like, nobody lives forever. Like, it just let's go. Yeah. You know, give yourself also, five years. I also think that it's it's tricky because while I do love the world and I do appreciate the story of Half-Life, I don't think the story is so good that just telling a good story is enough for Half-Life 3. Like Half-Life has always been a bit of a technical showpiece. 
Yeah, um, it needs to like be that every again. time it comes out, and I feel like that's what it would need to be again. Like if they put Agreed. out a game that looked like a, a slightly better Half Life Two, like in terms of graphics, um, and then it was just the continuation of that story. I think there would be general disappointment around it. I'm sure every time it, a Half Life has come out, has it's been groundbreaking. Even Alex in VR, Dude, oh, it's it groundbreaking twice. because it's VR. Yeah. Yeah. Like Doom did it twice in recent memory. It rebirthed Doom in a good state, and then Doom Eternal was an even better remix, arguably, for many. Yeah. On the next one, in the time that Valve has done the VR thing, but they could also be concurrently working on upping their games. Like their monster variety is so low. There's so many ideas out there. Like, let's go. Make get some monster variety. Like, get some pepper on it. Like so at some point somebody's gotta like get the ship into shape. It just feels like everyone's lackadaisical and just hanging out. And it's like, you know, puts like, how, how long do you need? <laughs> like, it didn't take you that long to do one or two. You can do three. Like, it's not that insurmountable. So yeah. I don't know if it's in, inner turmoil about it, but, um, it was a pretty yeah. big gap between one and two. One was 98 and two is Oh four. I mean, that's not huge. It's definitely less time. Seven than, years. Yeah. So six years. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. long. Between and, and so, so, you know, they've been releasing other properties. They're doing other things. I just, and like, this does count as an half-life entry and that was recent and I'm sure there's a lot of hard and innovative work on it, but I'm not saying like release it tomorrow. I'm just saying, come out and say, Guys, we're working on Half-Life 3. It might be five years. Mm. Just stop being cagey about it. Like, just, just say it. Like, just, well, I don't that, think they're that, being cagey. I don't think they're being cagey. A logo and coming soon. Yeah, but Thank they're not you. being cagey. They're just not saying anything. They've never said anything. So the they're... Pro- the, I know, but the problem is, like, it's been such a thing. Maybe they're smarter, and this is the best way to be a tease. Yeah. But, like, personally, I got that ending. That game came out in 2020. We're closing in on 2023. Three years is long enough to say, like, okay, let's toss up a logo and make a commitment. Just put a ring on it mm-hmm. already. That, that's what I'm saying, you yeah. know. Well, that, I'm. That, that, I would it. love that. I'm ready for. I'm sick. Put of a ring on it. Make it official. You pretty much all but did. But I hate doubting. And maybe this is just Reaper of Souls trauma. But I don't want to wait for something that's not going to happen because of this kind of stuff sure diablo 3 did it to me and i don't want these guys to do it to me a good point um all right let's move on to soundfall ah so yeah so i got a couple of gems uh actually i had a really good week of trying games out soundfall is a twin stick shooter where you can only do your dashes shooting and sword swings to the beat it has a hundred songs, not like cheesy MIDI songs, but full-on pop songs. It's got metal, it's got orchestral, hard to stream because, you know, DMCA and all that. But uh, this here is like an EDM level, so it's like really sick synth, uh, really good stuff. The, the music is super catchy. It's like a poppy uh, neon world. And basically every time you dash or use your gun, you got to do it on the beat or else you don't, you, you do like you have like a reduced amount of damage significantly or you're not invulnerable when you, when you dash. Oh, it sounds like dungeon or uh, necro dancer crypt of the necromancer, except this, the movement is free. So yeah. you only have to do actions on the beat, not the movement. Interesting. But, um, it looks way better than excited. I was like, let me try crypt of the necro dancer. And I looked at a picture of it. I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Well, yeah, this um, is, this, this is, is like, this game know, to me is just way more appealing. It's four players. So you can you and four up to four other people can play together doing the music thing, 
And um, you got to try and beat the level before the song's done. If not, the song loops. Uh, but it features a hundred songs in ten different genres. There's ten worlds. I've only gotten to world through four of them. I started the fifth one. So I've done like uh, swing brass, like kind of a, a Latin vibe. I've done orchestral. I've done pop, EDM, and metal. There's a metal level, which is all rock songs with electric guitars and a volcano. Uh, this game is fantastic. It's probably my second favorite game I've played after Alex. Um, you get into the Z place where you're hitting the beat, but it's a twin stick shooter. Uh, it features also defaulted auto aim, which is actually kind of nice. So you can focus on your timing more than trying to aim. Mm-hmm. You can't really turn it off because I tried. So, um, cause it is quite a challenge, uh, plugging your brain in to try and make sure you, you do it all. But, uh, this game's fantastic. Big thumbs up and recommend if you can play timing games. Not everyone's music timing is not for everyone. You might find it challenging. Um, the other thing you can do with this is there's free play and you can upload your own songs. Oh, that's so, cool. Like, I uploaded the There Will Be Dungeons song that Kristen and I did and <laughs> played to that one. You can upload your own music, whatever your favorite music is. It won't be part of the campaign, but there's a free play mode. This game also features Diablo-like gear. It isn't a, a super big, robust system, but... Um, that's a bazooka, but you can get a quarterizer, you can get a boombox, you can get all different kinds of weapons and armor. So it has it features a drop system, uh, but it's more like a traditional levels game. Like there's ten worlds in each world, there's ten levels, so there's a hundred levels yeah. plus bonus levels, and you progress through it. But um, I just really love the presentation. The monster variety is also really good. They all feature their own special mechanics, and as you get deeper into the game, they get harder and harder, shoot more projectiles, move more, are faster. Um, fantastic. I r- really would like to play this game with some other people because I think it would get really chaotic and fun. Um, is it? I love um, this game. Like, the, that, like, what was I going to yeah, say? The, the bell, you get kind of a bullet hell vibe a little bit. Yeah, there's a, yeah the, especially in sort of the last level, it gets really intense, uh, the arenas. Yeah. And yeah, there's a bullet hell aspect to it. I'm looking forward to it getting even harder. I'm not even halfway through the game. I've done 40% of it. Um, and it already f- can feel the challenge ramping. It has torment levels, to, like challenge levels. So you can also play on easy, intermediate, or hard. And I think there might be one more. So you can replay the levels in harder modes for even more bullet hell action. Mm. Um, so yeah, this is it. Like, and the crime of this game is like never heard of it. It's, it came out this year, I think maybe six months ago, maybe three months ago. Never heard of it. I randomly got a Steam thing for it. Sometimes it's like daily special or something. Yeah, I'm like, how has I never heard of this game? I mean, that just, says, I couldn't find it anywhere. Like uh, it's yeah. barely any videos on. I'm like, this is an amazing, like, obviously it's a smaller team that's made it might even be indie. Oh, it's definitely um, indie. Yeah. It's a solid program package. No bugs. Amazing. How am I not here? Heard of this game. Steam, I found it to be a crime. Like, Steam deck like, verified too. I got this on the deck, man. Look at that. <laughs> get, yeah. Get, get oh, it on man, the deck. He's in. Yeah. I'm in. It's a he's controller in. game. No mouse and keyboard. Definitely want controller. Yeah. It's like playing an instrument, playing this game. So yeah, it's an absolute crime that no, like I feel like I've done the most publicity for this game talking about it here than this, this game's ever had. And, and we're watching it on a stream. It's, it's great. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. So I love how the world's just full support. Everything's throbbing to the beat in the world. Yeah. Yeah. There's a full vibe always. Everything's timing. Even the enemy projectiles, they time like one, two, and then on the third beat, they shoot their projectiles. So you have time. Like everything's synced up to the beat. And um, 
it's just well done and, and like I like pixel art and stuff but I, and I can't really judge Crypt of the Necro Dancer I should play it I own it but never played it yeah. um, so maybe that's good so I can't really judge but the art and particularly some of the songs have lyrics and like they're full pop songs they're really like you're just bobbing your head you're like yeah I'm in the club Yo. killing dudes my laser gun so two thumbs up on this one All uh, right. go check it out and if it's your jam buy it for sure seems seems good Oh, this is a buy. Like my, um, I love you know. I like yeah. my dual stickers. This seems like a fun way to change yeah. that up. So uh, this, this is a really big uh, two thumbs up. Now I got to move on because I have lots of games that I new, new games to talk about. <laughs> yeah, you're busy boy this um, week. Uh, f- we have, I have finally played. Uh, I think a worthy successor. Still juries uh, kind of out, but even today I wished I was playing the game than doing core. That's how good, and I like doing core, so that's how good this game is. Farthest Frontier oh, was in yeah. early access yeah. as of yesterday, or the day before, Tuesday. This is made by Crate Entertainment, the makers of Grim Dawn. That's right. And this game, I am pleased to report, is a full Banished-like game. Mm. They, they, the fundamentals of Banished are in here all the way. But if you played a lot of Banished, like I have, and just want more mechanical depth, uh, sexier graphics, more to do, this is Banished Plus. This is a, this is as close to a sequel to Banished as you're going to find, as far as I can tell. There's stuff I don't love about it. The menus are kind of big. I want to be able to, to shrink some of the menus and have a lot of different menus on screen because that's how I play Banished. But those are sort of personal preferences. The underlying gameplay so far is generational management. Um, you know, people will die. You can't have too many people die at once or else you lose a lot of workers and your town doesn't eat. It, it all comes crumbling down like a house of cards. And it's all not obvious. There's no UI to help you. You just got to know your people and know the rhythms of society in, in these simulators. Um, the great stuff that's new in this game is uh, people poo, so you have to have someone go collect the <laughs> Finally. poo. Finally, or they Gosh, get dang. or they get dysentery. So yeah. you get like a they call it like something nice, but it's essentially poo. You got to put it in the compost yard, and then you can use that poo to fertilize your farmland. So there's a lot more interconnectedness in the jobs. Um, grain attracts rats. You got to get rat catchers. Um, there's a, tons more professions. Uh, and a lot more to the simulation. It also features combat, which part of what I liked about Banished was its combat-free stuff, but here it's pretty good. The combat is wolves and boars and such, wildlife that's dangerous, pretty realistic. And some of the guys are cowards. This one girl, Luara, was getting chased by a wolf, and two men were in the area, and one ran towards it, and one, upon seeing the wolf, turned around and ran the other way like a coward. Cariolis, you suck. Um, <laughs> but that yeah. that is uh, that is a really um, this is a really oh yeah, there's Bromont, he's dead. So when people die, if you don't have a <laughs> graveyard, um, the bodies rot and they attract predators. So it's dangerous to leave dead bodies lying around. The great thing about these banished games is that a lot of the mechanics in it are a simulation of how things are in life. Yeah. And you've got to find the solutions for them, but there's even more of them. And Crate has done a great job. The, the trees are luscious. The graphics are great. The music, not as classic as Banished, but next best thing. The music it puts you in a zone of being on the frontier. This is 
Let me ask you this. Is this it- might edge out Half-Life Alex from game of the year for me. <laughs> wow. This right. game is inc- I love Banished and this is a love letter to Banished so far. Um so I'm very happy with what they've launched. So is the the only problem I have with Banished is for some of us who would like slightly less intense fare, we I was hoping they'd have more like granular they have difficulty, difficulty modifiers here okay. so less dysentery less attacks from bandits so this also you also have guards and bandits less attacks from bandits um and you can have like a lush they do have difficulty sliders so okay. you can get you can get an easier experience but some of the things that make these games challenging are still going to be present and they can't slider it out it's Just fine with sudden, me sudden losses in in workers management of workers etc which like you have to know your supply chain so it's usually what happens is people a bunch of people get sick you maybe you don't have the healer then you're not making food then a bunch of people die a bunch of kids become more and it just it's dominoes out of that's how this game works like it things will domino out of control but the easier mode might be more forgiving mm. But in most of these sim games, your people are kind of immortal. Like SimCity, you don't track who lives and dies. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, even in a lot of more granular ones, you just kind of have generic units and the people manage their own lives. You just do the units. This is like, no, Gary collects poo. And when Gary dies, no one will collect the poo. And if you're not paying attention, poo builds up in the house and everyone gets worms. And then everyone's sick, and you're going, "How did this happen?" And you weren't paying attention, so you'll never know. Hmm. But um, yeah, Gary no, the poop, uh, so Gary the poo picker is yeah, crucial. Gary Don't is forget, important. yeah, everyone needs their Gary, and if he dies, who's picking up poo? Yeah. Nobody is the answer. No. So if anyone listening is a fan of Banished, uh, this game is basically Banished with better graphics and more mechanical depth, and it's still in early access. I'm excited to see what else is coming down the line, but it's definitely worth the buy-in price at this time. Yeah, they're they're a cool developer. I'm, I think that's. I kind of just want to buy it's it. It's so strange. Them. They're like an ARPG, and they're like, you know what? That it's like it's what it feels like to me is like, oh, these people get me. Mm-hmm. Like I like ARPGs. They make an ARPG that's Harold that's well regarded. I haven't played it, but yeah, I you know very I good. Can see how it's good. Mm-hmm. And um, and they're like, what do we do for our next game? Let's make Banished. I was like. That's a good move. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a pro move right there. That's like best. Like I just uh, I love I love them so much right now. All so, right. Well, I love me some city builders. So it sounds really good. Yeah. Uh, uh, next up, we got Star Valor, which I just bought because John said it looked interesting at the end of last week's show. <laughs> <laughs> and I, truly, like, the I, hardest sell I've ever had to d- had. To I make. half I regret just, it just because I didn't need to buy it because I got so many games to play. Oh, but this. Actually, yeah, I wanted to check this out. How is this? It's, it's it's you know it's it's like Freelancer Elite Dangerous but top down. Uh, when I'm playing it, I'm like maybe I should just play Elite Dangerous. Yeah, but. It's some, it's some kind of fun. It's kind of it's I just want to say casual fun. It's a hardcore game where if you die, you die, you gotta reload. Yeah. And um wow. it can it can be it can be pretty intense, you know. Well it has a hardcore mode. I'm playing on the not hardcore mode. But like the combat is pretty intense and unforgiving. I get owned constantly by pirate ships. I but feel, it's, it's I feel like neat. a game like this, what I like about the top down perspective is I do like when games take a genre and and give me a different way to play the genre. And so sometimes that's just as simple as let's pull the camera way out instead of me being in some ship I have to figure out how to land and deal with fuel and all the other bullshit you have to do. 
Yeah, and like, like and all that Elite. stuff's made pretty simple and easy, whereas, like, a lot of, like, EVE Online and Elite Dangerous, like, manage your hard points and you've know, got to right. manipulate the ship. And, you know, it's just like it's a lot. Yeah. It's like it's a lot here, too, but just because it's on a single screen, it's like yeah, kind of a little more a tactical uh, thing going yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I think because of the low graphics, there's actually a lot. Oops. Yeah. And you can crash into things. Um, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a lot more. There's a lot of variety because the stuff's not exact, you know, it's not exactly has to program a new ship in Blender every time there's a new ship, right? It's like, it's a JPEG and some, some animations. <laughs> like it's, I'm sure it's like not hard to make a new ship in this game. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, Star Valor. This is, yeah, this is the yeah, one. It's called on Star Valor. Okay. And it's made by one guy, apparently. Oh, really? I, I, like I press the wrong button all the time. You see me shooting my mining laser at the bad guy ships. Yeah, you don't want to mine them. You want to kill them. <laughs> Just mine them. I want to mine them for resources. This seems That's all right. I like I games like spot this. that makes me look cool. I killed two ships. Structurally, yeah, I'm structurally I'm really into this, so I may have to grab it. How much? Like I said I enjoyed it. The mistake was not that it was bad. It's just um, it's actually quite enjoyable. It's just I ha- I bought Soundfall in front of this front. Like I got all these games to play, and this game is like it definitely looks like borders on the many hours to play. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. One guy, yeah, wow. His name is Raphael yeah. Burgos, and he's a genius or something. We called him Raphael Burgers. Oh, yeah, last Burgers week. last week. <laughs> yep, that's right. Raphael Burgers. Now. That's right. All right, now that one's on my list. I think I might have to check that one out. Um, all right, finally, more uh, StarCraft yeah, 2. more StarCraft 2. Of course, I found time to play my Zero Tool. So That's fantastic. Anyways, that's my I love games. that you found a way to get that in there. All right, uh, quick emails uh, today. That's a good question. Here's one. Uh, talk to the core gmail.com, by the way. This is from somebody named Big John. It's not our John, but he spells his name the same. Uh, so just okay. for whatever that's worth. Currently listening to episode three, uh, 326, and the VR talk about Alex is great. But if you have a VR and haven't played Boneworks, you are missing out. I hope that one for all of you will give this a try. It's a weird way of saying that. Anyway, I'm confident that you will enjoy it. Please stream it if you can. Uh, Big John, I haven't heard of this. Uh, Boneworks, Bo. Yeah, you- I've seen that. Yeah, that's one definitely on my. I'm glad. To, I'm glad you wrote in. Thank you, Big John, for writing your big email and telling me about this game because it's, it's definitely it's the portal of VR games. Yeah, it's sort of what it looks like. But you have a gun and you go into all these weird things. But it has that Stanley Parable portal kind of. Uh, you're in a weird realm now kind of deal. So, oh, okay. um, yeah, appreciate it. Like, I've looked at it and been like, I don't know. This company is actually making a follow-up, which should launch soon. So there's a part of me that wants to be like, let me play the latest, not this. Yeah. Wait for a sale, maybe. But, yeah, look, seems it pretty looks pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm looking at it here. Yeah, it's one of those ones where you, you just, just pu- it's puzzle-based physics manipulator thing. It looks like, no, well, maybe we'll play it. It looks wild. It's reviewed well. Been out since 2019. It's, it's often on the featured and top lists uh, huh. in various places I've gone to. So yeah. I feel like I've never heard of that. All right. Uh, so there's that one. Nick wrote in, says, hey, Scott, just listen to your takes on the Steam Deck. I'm glad that you like the device, and I think it is a very impressive piece of hardware. Also, I use the back buttons for start and select as they are a little awkward for me on the deck. Uh, also for L and R, uh, left and right three, meaning the, the click downs uh, for the other two. It sounds like you won the deck lottery as I had to return my device twice. And this third one seems to be really good. The fan issue is a real uh, complaint. I had the good fan on my first device, but the bad fan on my second, which had a high pitch whine to it. That is the talk out there. They had two different fans going around. Mine's the normal one or the good one, I guess. 
Anyway, my son is going to the U, it's the University of Utah, uh, for college in graphic design. How do you feel that line of work has helped you? Um, I don't know much about your background in art and was just curious. Also, the weather needs to go, Nick. Well, it's just hot right now. Well, you definitely heard from a local. That's yep, for sure. Definitely did. Although, go to Phoenix <laughs> Wait, where John is. Also, how's the weather? What's going on? Compared to where, <laughs> yeah. compared to where you, you are, it's nothing. Was this, was this your young lad, Nick? No, no, this is some this uh, different dude. Nick, my Nick okay. has. To, I was going to say, I didn't tell you he had a kid. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, Nick, Nick is <laughs> 22 and no kid, thankfully. Um, anyway. <laughs> well, he's uh, already going to university <laughs> for college at like eight months old. So to oh, the point Dad of jokes. the, to the point of the, of the steam deck. Um, yeah, I've, I've read up about this a bunch of basically they, they have, well, I think all the new ones you're getting now are all going to be the good fan. But the the previous fan had a whine to it and it drove people crazy. But I didn't. Mine doesn't do that. Uh, to the issue of the graphic design stuff, I took graphic design in college also, and it was a huge help for me because that's what I did for most of my working for the man life uh, until I quit and started doing what I'm doing now full time, which is both graphic design slash illustration slash cartooning plus podcasting, like this whole thing I do. Um, and all of that did, all of that was huge in all of it. So I think he's up there taking the right courses for the right thing, especially if he likes it. So no issues there. Uh, email me. I can give you some more info. I guess you did email me. I could reply back with more info. (laughs) Email me. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, hey, emailer, email me. Um, Email me. (laughs) That's it for emails. If you want to send us emails, talk to the court. Gmail.com is the email address to use. And we'd love to hear from you. Also want to thank everybody over at patreon.com slash core show for supporting the show if it isn't for you guys we wouldn't probably have a show uh, it's really important that we have your support and we do you guys are great we love you but we need more of you so sign up today and become a patron uh today head on over to patreon.com slash core show and a shout out to everybody who does you'll be getting great stuff this month for your support be like them uh like i said before talk to the core at gmail.com our website is frogpants.com slash core and uh, we like to let John kind of sum things up in old lady voice at the end of the show right now. That's just that's the current gig we're doing. All right. It may change down the road. We used to do words of wisdom. Now we're doing this. You never know. But, John, we need the old lady. So uh, sum up how today's show went for old lady uh, Jagger over there. Well, if you're curious what video games everybody got up to today, we've got a few for you. Uh, Scott continues to go through all of Steam to see what's Uh, Steam Deck compatible, a feature that is already clearly listed in the store, but he has taken it upon himself to personally verify. He played Ukulele 2, Saints Row the 3rd, Lego City Undercover, Witcher 3, GTA 5, he wrote that weird, Alan Wake, Party Hard 2, Ace Combat 7, and Into the Breach. And when he wasn't testing Steam Deck games, he was playing Two Point Campus and Mafia 3. Uh, John, on the other hand, finally played a mobile game. He played The Last Campfire (laughs) and Fantasian. And then he played Solitaire, a game I invented. Uh, He played Tower of Fantasy because, I don't know, boobies. And then he played uh, Final Fantasy VIII and Cult of the Lamb. Bo finished Half-Life Alex, so that's the last time we get to talk about it. Downfall, Farthest Frontier... Uh, Star Valor and StarCraft 2 because he likes games with Star in the title. 
true, Grandma. <laughs> it is true. Yeah. Do we have any di- no disputes with Grandma's take on today's uh, thing, Bo? We feel good about her uh, her summation. Right. It's all right. <laughs> it was all right. It was okay. Uh, I mean, don't ask me stuff. I'm. It's like we're like almost eleven o'clock. I'm about to fall over. Yeah, you're about to, to pass sleep. out. Look how late it is for you. I'm just tired already. I, I hit ten o'clock and I just started to fade hard. Well, you know what you're gonna do. You're gonna fade and then you're gonna go play that banished uh, reboot. And uh, yeah, I know I'm gonna. This is why I'm tired. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I'm gonna go to bed and then you know a few more hours of banished. And yeah. I'm like, you're, you're preemptively tiring yourself for a thing. I should go to, to bed immediately, but you're not wrong. I may go. Let me play an hour for this. <laughs> I don't blame you. Go to bed. I don't blame you. I got I got deck games to play, so I get it. Anyway, that is going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. Go play some games. We'll see you next week. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. And with the skill of an old sea dog, I slide her smoothly into port. Hello, and welcome back to Roman Paul's JRPG Corner. Unwind with me as I disappoint you again with my weekly mid-tier reviews. This week, we're reviewing the newly released Xenoblade Chronicles 3 for the Nintendo Switch. Monolith is a consistent developer that has released hit after hit, and they do it again with Xenoblade 3. The themes of this story go to surprisingly deep places, and their character development is at an unmatched level in JRPGs. Most current JRPGs will either focus on a story or or character development. They don't really do both. In this case, Monolith has surpassed themselves with a strong story, excellent battle controls, an incredible soundtrack, and a satisfying gameplay loop. Speaking of, the gameplay loop consists of unlocking and leveling up various jobs, like in the Final Fantasy series. You do this with your best friends as you beat up on innocent animals and others for those shiny purple drops. Any more would be considered spoilers, unfortunately. And so far, to me, it's the JRPG of the year. Once again, that's Xenoblade Chronicles 3 for the Nintendo Switch. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you core nerds next time.